this episode's so epic that we're prologuing ourselves. We kind of introed already, but we're going to re-intro. Hello, guys, and welcome back to the Raspberry Podcast. Today, I am rejoined by my first ever guest, the first ever guest on the Raspberry Podcast, Andrew Marshall, and we are just going to talk some more stuff about training, uh, both of our training lives. Is that the best way to put it? Training lives? Training careers, training, yeah. training, both yeah. of our training. Yeah, a slightly different now, <laughs> slightly different now to when they were, when we recorded the first episode and we're going to talk some shit and get a little bit weird at one point and try and bring couple, it back towards the end. A couple of points, a couple, a couple of points. points. So, uh, yeah, and I've now recorded an intro to... This is, this is about the seventh time he tried to record an intro, but he tried to bring me in to make the intro easier and we probably made it worse. We probably made it worse. And also the main fact, which is the intro is completely unnecessary. Yeah. So welcome. <laughs> Dude, how you doing? Yeah, not too bad, mate. This is, uh, this is episode 42. And this is the sequel to episode one. Okay. What's so. it called? Intergalactic. <laughs> two. Intergalactic podcasting two. Yeah. It's, uh, this time it's personal. <laughs> The revenge. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a it's a it's a more comfortable setup. This is a very different setup. Yeah, I remember. I think I've probably got bad memories of that place now, but uh, it seemed like it was a rat infested, um, actual shithole that we were recording. Yeah, the first time, uh, which isn't a far off description to be honest, is it? Nah. No, well, it was next to the old gym, which was yeah, which is a rat infested shithole with some weights in it. <laughs> exactly how we liked it yeah um, and now we've just got these luxuries comfy chairs yeah, there's, no rat, there's no rats there's in no, here there's almost zero rats in I don't there. think I've seen a rat for a couple of years since we left there I haven't seen a rat here you're not hanging out at the right places no no what's wrong <laughs> I've got enough in the world um, how you been you know how I've been don't do this hosting thing this is ever chat <laughs> don't ask me how I've been on, on the on the show okay so um, I think it was it was a year and a half ago that we recorded the first episode. Mm-hmm. Since that time, many things have happened. Yeah. Uh, we you closed down Villain Barbell. Yeah, we don't need to talk about West, do we? I don't know. We're just we're doing a catch up from last time. No one's, in, no one's interested in that. Um, let's uh, let's just have a talk about training. Okay, talk to me about training. Let's talk about training. That's why people want to listen to it, right? I don't know. Just give the people what they want, mate. Well, I don't know what they want. Give, <laughs> give what they want, mate. They don't want to know the intricacies of my personal life. <laughs> I, I, I really don't know. Some people do, maybe. Um, okay. Well, talk to me about training. Well, you talk to me about training. So this is what I'm quite interested about, this conversation. Like, we, where, how do you feel about your training at the moment? Man, you go so close to the mic. You go too close. Okay. You need a fist distance. I'm just checking that everyone can hear me. Yeah. You oh, want fist be- distance, is that the thing? Yeah, I think oh, fist okay. distance. Yeah, that's, that's quite a lot further. As long as it's, yeah. Yeah, it, people, I had, that, I had that right in my mouth pretty much. That yeah, was, you were eating. That was clanging my teeth every now and again. <laughs> <laughs> I usually have the problem that people go too far away from the mic. And the first time ever in 42 episodes, I have a problem of someone who is getting too up close and personal mm. with the mic. Well, it's because their mics are used <clears> for when I did some... You I need to some, get a bit closer. I did some recording, I had to get really close to them. Yeah. Uh, how's my training going? I forget that you've invested in the finest, <laughs> the finest thing on the market. Yeah. So that you're, so that you're, um, my guests don't have to be bombarded by the yeah, microphone. Don't have to get face fucked by a microphone. 
That's very, that's very generous of you, mate. I know. You're, uh, I'm not sure that all of your guests would have fully appreciated that. I'm glad that for the first time mm. so far, someone mm. has. I do appreciate it. Thank you. Okay, it's my pleasure. Um, what was your question? How's my training going? Yeah, training. Let's have a chat about training because I don't think that I don't think that um, only a few pure experience do I maybe know more. But I don't think I'm any more of a, a training expert than you these days. Um, you know, I don't know. I've taught the whole point of having knowledge is to pass it on. So I've probably taught you as, almost as much as almost as much as I probably can teach you without having to go away and learn a shit ton more. I don't know. The, the, uh, one of one of the things that has always struck me with you is that you've never tried to stop learning. So you'll come in and you'll be like, oh, I've been reading this book and trying this stuff out. And you're experimenting, experimenting on yourself and stuff. Yeah, I always do that. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. I don't know how people do that. Like, like, like learn, but, learn something once and then just go 20 years in the same yeah, career or, and or never... Do, or, yeah, do, or do most people just not take the time to learn and just kind of or just follow what's what they've been told? Yeah, well, I think a lot of people um, learn something and then they don't update it as they go through or, or try or test or do anything else. Like you'll get a program which will work because every program will work initially, right? And then that'll um, be the program that you're on so, and that you put all of your clients on. Yeah, so they'll ad- they'll adapt to that and then they just that's the that's their that's secret. it for the rest of their life. No, I don't think the top trainers do that. No, I don't. I don't think the top trainers do that at all. Right. I think the I think a lot of trainers do that. Yeah. They're probably at the bottom of that <laughs> ranking. <laughs> you know, it, it, in a way, that's going to be that's some of the things that separate a top trainer from a a very mediocre yeah, well, I'm not trying to put my anything my, my throw my hat into that ring in any way but um no yeah I've always experimented on myself of many forms of training I think that's really interesting how else are you gonna know yeah like it's all very well reading it in a book and reading it even in a scientific study and you know I'm I take all that stuff on board but I just like I feel like the only way you're gonna know if something works is if you do it yeah. It's like jiu-jitsu. This is like a probably still a jiu-jitsu podcast right now. So everyone's going to understand that you don't. You're not going to know that that armbar technique works yeah. unless you try it. Which yeah. is why you spar. Which is why jiu-jitsu is so effective because it's one of the only martial arts where you can kind of spar it and do it in a live situation, right? Yeah, you get to experiment you get, so you every get day. So much better at it so quickly. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I don't understand why you wouldn't do that with almost everything you do. Yeah, and you know, you 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 kind of made a bit of a change in your own training going from someone who was doing kind of powerlifting and strongman you were competing in strongman last time we had this conversation you were kind yeah, of in the mid- like, you were in the midst of your strongman career it's crazy isn't it now like, it wasn't in that long you look at you, you look at everything look at me now it's um yeah i would compete in strongman competitions um and win yeah win them <laughs> yeah uh how many did you do three uh, i think i did four and the worst place i ever got was second and you won, you won three and lost. And yeah, one, one, yeah, but that's the attitude. Yeah, the exact attitude you said. You lost. You lost. Yeah, <laughs> like loads, loads of people were like really happy with their their first, um, whatever competitive thing. They are. I came in the top fourteen or I came yeah. seventh. You you just said then like because I didn't win, I lost. You lost. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly it. That's exactly it. That's why I won three times. Yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to lose. Yeah. Um, so it's first or nothing. So you were doing pretty good at that, and now you're training. I can't even remember when you started to make that change, but you started to get big into the sort of movement stuff. Well, do you know what we ha- we the it kind of does time, but we don't need to talk all about it, all the history of it. But the the gym closes. We all spent a lot of time in training, um, and then like I moved house, yeah, and lots of things changed, and I got married or whatever at that, that time. Not that that bears any resemblance to what happened, but, but um. 
Like, so I wasn't able to get to a gym all the time. So yeah. I was like just doing stuff in my garden, or I was doing. I had, I had all the equipment. I pretty much had all the equipment still that the the, the um that the villain barber club held because some of it was in storage in that big container outside, and some yeah. of it I took some stuff to my house. So I had like some kettlebells, and I had some ropes, and I had some skipping ropes, and I had some boxes and bands. I said like the best garage gym. Yeah, like the whole massive villain bar was condensed into like a Sh- small garage. Shed shed, yeah. So I was doing stuff, but like I wasn't lifting heavy because I didn't have the space or the time or the. I did try and lift do deadlifts once and I broke all the um, patio. <laughs> so I thought, well, I can't do this for a while. Um, so yeah, I was doing stuff the whole time. But yeah, I just, you just kind of then start to experiment with. Well, I don't have this available, so how can I do this thing? And how can I? You know, I, I want to get stronger. Which would traditionally need me need me to do a front, a front weights, squat yeah. or something. I don't have the facilities to do a front squat. How can I still get that benefit from uh, from what 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 kind of modality can I use to get that benefit still? Um, so yeah, I just started experimenting again. And I used to do that before, but I think I think what happened is that the whole luxury makes you weak thing was that we had the gym. It's not even a luxury; it was a convenience. Everything in one place. You had the gym, so you were able to, yeah, just didn't have to think too much about your training yeah well yeah that's it you know and i think it's and you just get stuck in that routine of just turn so we just basically started off doing a little bit of powerlifting and a little bit of strongman training to aid all the other stuff that we did and then we just kind of set the whole thing up to do strongman and powerlifting and all the other stuff got left to the wayside yeah yeah and the whole vernon barbell club was an interesting thing and the kind of the difference to everyone's training when that when that closed down and everyone kind of went their separate ways and still tried to train together for the most part. But there was something about having just a shitload of people all trying to get strong in one building with all of the stuff that you need to do that and spending the entire day in there and just being surrounded in that atmosphere where it just made it made training really, really easy. Yeah, it was a good environment. That was the whole point of it, wasn't it? It was the whole that was the whole thing that happened. We set up a we, we couldn't find what we wanted, so we set up the environment we wanted. Yeah. And it just so happened there was enough for other people that we could kind of semi-turn into a business. Mm. Um, but yeah, now we're kind of back in the garages and back in the gardens and back in the... Yeah. So I just before you opened Villain, I I was like fully ready to not have somewhere to train because uh, Mill Hill Combat and Condition was closing down and was going to reopen as pure Mill Hill BGJ without any weights in it. And that's where we were training before. Mm. So I was like, fuck it. I basically started... I basically started building a, some sort of apocalyptic shelter for training, <laughs> where I could uh, where I could just train regardless of any of anything else. So, and then you opened Villain Barbell, yeah. and that literally became turned, turned it became a museum, museum yeah. for a year and a half, two years. Uh, I would use it to store my grip stuff, and then I'd bring it to Villain to train. So then, when you closed when when the gym closed down, I just started training in my garage. But I fucking hate training by myself. Hmm. I got a real problem training by myself. Quite good training by myself. Yeah, I like I can get a good session in, but I can't guarantee that I get a good session in. I think you like a bit of structure as well. Yeah, like if you left your own devices, you'll easily like won't do everything you know you should do. Yeah, no, 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 definitely, hundred percent. And 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 even and and sometimes I will, you know, if I I go into the gym with a list of the exercises and the sets and the reps that I need to do, sometimes I hit that. And it will be a, you know, the, the, the mindset that you've got to get yourself into, I found to, to hit like a very big session by yourself. 
I'd have to lose my fucking mind. <laughs> like I really did. I'd have to go in there, like drop some heavy fucking music and just start screaming and get completely out of my mind to be able to get into that mood. <laughs> it was, you know. Is this some dark shit here? Yeah, it is. It's true. For, what for, kind of music were you playing? I play, I dropped the Viking War music. Viking War music. Yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah. Like that. Yeah. And I just like get in that and I fucking, I was doing it yesterday when you left. We trained yesterday. <laughs> And you left, and when I, I left. I didn't bring the intensity that he wanted, so after I'd gone, he closed the garage door. I closed the garage door, and I fucking jacked the music up, and I started <laughs> screaming. <laughs> That's good. Well, let's get it out. Yeah, it feels fucking great. Just like what you had some pent up, like man. Did, I, did, did you feel a need to scream, or, did you, or, or was the screaming like there was, a, it was nah, an exercise? No, I, had, I, I needed. I didn't need to scream. So what was making you need to scream? I don't know, but I don't have it anymore. I got it out. Yeah, of course, of course. Yeah. I get. I totally get. That's a vet, that's an, a, a incredible vent. Yeah, I just like set up some. I set up some grip things. I was doing two hand pinch, and I like. I think I, it might have been like a PB, and I just, you know, I just walked up to the bar, and I just fucking screamed at the top of my voice, just to the heavens. Yeah. And then I smashed the lift, and I tried doing it again without screaming. I couldn't even come close. <laughs> I like tried it like five or six times. I ripped my. You can see the web of my palms. I ripped in the fucking did, did you, so, so, so the first set you screamed. Yeah. Second set you missed. Yeah. And then Third I was, set you missed. Yeah. Fourth set you didn't think about screaming? No, I was I was screaming on the other ones, but it wasn't that, Not the that first one. You that couldn't visceral, get the same fire in your belly. You know, I, I think that the second, third, fourth, fifth, I was screaming to try and replicate the first one. The first one was just fully organic. But that's how I, that's how I'd get. Yeah. I remember like my mum ran when I was squatting like way back in the day by myself. Like one Christmas, the villain with uh, Mill Hill was closed, or you were away or something, yeah. and I had to train by myself. And I was bulking him for like the first time at the time, and I was doing back squats, just getting into squats. And I remember I'm like under the bars doing maybe like ten rep or twenty rep heavy squats, and my mum runs in and she was like panicked. How fucking awesome she with thought, twenty rep squats! She thought I was fucking dying. Because I was screaming. She thought I was trapped underneath the bar. And she was like coming in to rescue me. And I was like, get out. Because <laughs> I was in, in the middle of a set. Um, but yeah, that, that's where I need to go to, uh, to to be able to train properly by myself. And I'm not willing to do that. I'll just get into a gym one day. And you know, you get into a gym and you're just not feeling it that day. It's very hard to put yourself in that state of mind when you're not feeling it. But when you go to... A, that's the whole idea that you shouldn't be doing that every time anyway. But when you train with someone... And they've got, and you're feeding off each other's energy. Mm. It's very easy. And when you're training with one person, it's very easy to get overdo it as well. Though, <sighs> man, I'd rather overtrain than undertrain. Mm. Do you think? I think yeah. I'd rather under. No, I wouldn't. And I and I think that a couple of years ago you would have said the same as me, and that's been a change in your training mentality over the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. I think that when you when you overtrain, you get feedback that you've overtrained, right? Yeah, but like, you, you've got to have overtrained to know where to yeah where you stay undertrained. But if you overtrain, you get a cue that you've that you've overtrained. If you try and undertrain, you're never going to get a cue that you're undertraining. Mm. You don't get any feedback about that. I think it just depends on how experienced you are at training. Yeah, yeah, that's a really big thing, and that's the most important thing I think when people are training is like it's that whole like experiment yourself and it's experience because there's no there's. You can you can learn so much from someone else. Yeah. That's true. But you're gonna learn so much from just trying to kind of adapt those things to yourself yourself. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, totally. I, I think there's only there's a there's definitely a ceiling to how much you can learn 
from someone else. You need to learn from about yourself. About your own body, well. yeah. Yeah, because exactly, you're, you're only learning about the generalization theories and methods that work for everyone. But maybe that's 50% of what, of what goes into being, to understanding yourself and how to train yourself. You need to experiment, which is why people kind of... Well, you know, so many, there's so many, like we could do the same program and be on the same diet and get completely different results. We, not, we always did. But not, not necessarily, not just purely for genetic reasons, obviously, but just for like other little things that we, you don't even see, like yeah. like stre- different stresses that are going on, yeah. different, like you might have been cheating on your diet a little bit more than me, or yeah. you, might been, you might have been skipping something that I wasn't skipping, or do you know what I mean? Like, like so many different variation, variables. Yeah, it was an interesting thing that we, we would essentially be on the entire, you know, probably five years we were training together, doing the same workouts, and you were getting better results from high rep stuff and I was getting better results from low rep stuff mm. and you were getting a bigger chest and I was getting bigger legs even though we were on the same program. Mm. It, was, it was interesting. I think like that goes beyond just the experimenting on yourself but experimenting with other people mm. where you're on the same thing mm. and you're going, okay, well, I understand what's going on with me that, but what's to, going on and, with you? And, and to me, that's the most interesting part about training. Yeah. Like the the whole thing like what program should I do how should I train what should I like all that stuff all that's st- all the whole fitness industry basically which yeah. is which is why I'm, I'm hid out here in the back streets of nowhere the whole um the whole fitness industry is built on that just trying to sell a an idea or a way of doing things whereas like you can it's your body you can figure this shit out yeah but I think so many people their body's kind of fucked from never using it and then they don't know but you know what one of the best things to do would just be to start using it yeah I mean, really, just start moving it. Start to un- and then, and it, and it's, yeah, but it's easy for you to say because you you know what you're talking about. Yeah, but I know what I'm talking about because I've been using my body. I, I don't think I don't think you wouldn't be anywhere near as good a like I don't know trainer or coach if you hadn't had like try imagine if you were trying to teach somebody a uh, move in jujitsu yeah. that you'd only done um, once. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Is that a good example? I don't know. Yeah, you're of course good at, it is. You're good at analogies. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, you're absolutely right. Like you, you, you. You know, I don't even teach stuff. I, I don't like to teach stuff in jiu-jitsu unless actually I do it, not just know how to do it, but I do it with success mm. repeatedly yeah. on everyone that what's I train. Point, what's the point in, in passing information that, that, that doesn't work or isn't, yeah. isn't true? Like, you're, it's your, especially when it's something, when it's you teaching, it's your reputation on the, on the line every time you say something comes out of your mouth. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you want to make sure that you've got a full understanding of whether it works or not. Yeah. But then again, you only understand how it worked for you. Yeah. Yeah, totally. So, uh, fuck, how do we even get talking on? I don't know. We just started talking, start talking about training. Just training in general, which is like an interesting thing. Yeah, so my training now, I'm kind of getting back into it. Well, this is, I don't want really, really to talk too much about it because I think I'm going to, it's going to be my, it's, uh, I'm going to do something with it. This program that you're on. Uh-huh. I've just been talking to someone else that we know today and they're going to start doing it as well. And I'm going to start doing it. And we're all doing different things and using the same principle. And we're yeah. going to see where it gets us. Okay. Um, and it could be something good. Oh, how mysterious. Mm, it is. Um, but, you know, I, I feel like I'm just getting, you know, I feel like I haven't trained. I really feel like I haven't trained properly since Villain closed down. Mm. I really haven't put consistent time together because everything's been a little bit haphazard. And just training with different people, not having a solid program. You know, one, one of the bad, and uh, it changes between me thinking, is it bad or not? Which is just going into a gym and just doing whatever you feel like doing on the day. And there's definitely something positive to be said about that because it keeps it interesting, it keeps it different, it keeps it fun. The thing we've got to clear up before we get too into this is 
this isn't like very sports specific type training. The, 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 this obviously is a correct way of training if you've got a very specific goal. Um, like what? Well, like if you like if you were a rugby team, or yeah. you were a football team, or you like they can't like they can't just go into the gym and just do random shit whenever they go in. It's like there's a very specific uh, goal for them to reach, and there's a very there's a, there's a there's a very effective way for them to reach that goal. Yeah, but if you took kind of all of the things that are. Uh specific to that sport in terms of stuff that you can do training wise and then you just kind of vomited it out in certain days and did that stuff you're still going to come up i don't know i don't feel like that that was an effective way of training i feel like my training went to shit when i would just rock up to the gym without any idea of what i was doing and just fuck around that's what i'm saying it's not it's like i think it's the most effective way of training <laughs> no that's also what i'm saying okay. we're in agreement here i think i, I think that in so, I, I hear a lot of people, I think I probably even said it before, that it's like a nice idea to, oh, you know, it doesn't have to be so structured. You can just go in and kind of do some stuff. But then it was always just shit. Well, I think it, that's what this is what the whole point of what we just, we're just talking about is it depends on your goal, doesn't it? If you're just trying to be generally more healthy, okay, fitter and move around, then that might work. Okay. But it depends, on, it, depends on, it depends on what audience is reading that statement, yeah. doesn't it, you know? Like if you're reading that statement, you're like, "This is some fucking bullshit. I need some structure. Uh, like, how do I? How am I? How is it measurable that I'm getting better? Whereas they just might be one like, I just feel a bit better and I sleep better and I can okay, yeah, I, get I can you. get in and out of my sofa easier than than like you did last time. Yeah, yeah. There's like so many there's levels to it, right? Yeah, no, I, I like feel you got to think that the mass population isn't you. Sure. That's like so. So I mean, it's difficult with like again. I'm I'm so far removed from it. Like what the fitness industry are actually targeting. Quite often it seems like even magazines, not that I read magazines, but like even all that stuff is targeted at people who are a little bit higher um, up the ladder than maybe they should be targeting. Yeah, maybe. Because basically like all, all the people that aren't doing anything, is it because they, they don't know what to do or they can't do it or um, they're, they're scared of starting? Because effectively... Probably fucking, all of the above. Well, effectively the human race is fucking killing itself, right? That's, that's uh, what we're doing. We're overeating and we're under exercising, and like over a, a few more, of however many thousands of years, we're going to just kill ourselves out because we're going to be creating so I don't much know, disease. Man. Popul- populations on the rise. Well, that's if you gonna, look at it from an evolutionary, that's probably going to kill us as well. It'd be like a stampede. <laughs> if, if if you look at it from an evolutionary <laughs> perspective, humans are doing pretty well. But if you look at it from an individual perspective, from like a health perspective, I think I bet we're, I bet we're the, in, the, in the lowest grade of health we've ever been. Yeah, probably. That's what I'm saying. We're killing ourselves. Yeah. So all these people that aren't doing anything about that and just continuing to eat junk and do nothing, surely the, surely the education should be pushed to that end rather than the people who are like, you trying to find out how you can already, you already train, you're already active and you just want to like, you're reading an article on how to, how to add 10% to your squat. Whereas yeah. in actual fact, we should be looking at fucking... How to do a squat. The, well, no, the, the hundreds of thousands of people that, that, that like don't even understand, they're too scared to walk in the gym. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it totally makes sense that they should or be sort just of just open their door and go for a walk, which would be better than going to the gym, to be honest. Yeah, which is focusing more on a bottom-up approach mm. than a top-down approach when it comes I'm to health sure and fitness. I'm not sure where this conversation is going. It's, it's a, we're, we're spitballing here. We're about, we're about to criticise the fitness industry in a big way. Yeah, too late. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but that's, that's, that's exactly why we're out here isolated in this thing, and we don't do it. We don't we don't go to a commercial gym and do this. Yeah, which is why we're. A tribe of few. Yeah. That's what it feels like that, anyway, doesn't it? The minority by yeah, it feels like definition. That, it? Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I don't know where that conversation leads to. Mm. Yeah, interesting. Though. Anyway, um, so training. <laughs> interesting. Yeah, so I've been doing. I've been. Uh, my training has changed the last couple of years. I've been. I've done through circumstance. I've had. I've had to change my training a lot. Where before we were talking about, I used to do a lot of strongman stuff, uh, which obviously involved a lot of heavy lifting and you know high, for a high intensity type work. Yeah. And eating. Yeah. Um, I'm no longer able to do that. So, um, are you taking a picture of me? Yeah. Why? Just dro- drop it on my Instagram story. <laughs> um, Way to style it out there. Um, what, where, where, where was I? You threw me with it though. Okay, I got you. <laughs> you got me in my confused look trying to figure out what it was I was yeah, saying. Yeah, totally confused. <laughs> Brilliant. Um <laughs> Yeah, so for a few circumstances, I can't really do that cut type of training. So I had to, like, I was never going to stop training. I had to just kind of figure something else out. So I started experimenting with lower intensity trainings, and it's led me to uh, yoga, which kind of seemed like the obvious choice of a lower intensity exercise yeah. to, to try. And I tr- and I tried it. I kind of felt like I got it fairly soon on what it was all about. Yeah, you came in um, and was like, "I've got yoga." Yeah, I get it. I got fairly fairly early on. I got what it was all about, uh, and I liked that. And I've kind of gone with it a little bit. I don't do it as much as I probably feel like I should do it, but I, I do it a few times a week. Um, and I've seen huge benefits from that. Uh, like range, I used to have just movement wise, just like well, just anywhere, like a range in my joint, just like a movement in my hip or something that I would never have been able to do before. I never had that ability. Um, it's just there, easily accessible to me now. Um, some stuff when you're like doing a lot of that type of training, like heavy lifting, and you're big. Like I used to, I didn't realize it until after I was walking down the stairs once. This is more recently, and I'd obviously I'd lost loads of weight and I'd changed my training. And I noticed that I didn't wince as I stepped onto the next step down. And I was like, that was weird. I used to wince every time I would walk down the stairs. Really? Yeah, I must have done because I noticed that I didn't do it. Okay. Right. So, but you know how if something just becomes normal to you, you don't even think about you it. Don't think about it. Like it's not normal for you to be in pain, but yeah. like you can, you get to a point where you can deal with the pain. It just becomes normal to you, and it doesn't. It's not a thing anymore. Whereas, yeah, I got loads of those. Yeah, exactly. That, that's, so did I. But like, even that's I was not, just explaining about yeah. my, like my knee clicking. But that's not normal. Yeah. That's not normal, is it? Your, your knee shouldn't be clicking, and you shouldn't have those pains. You should be from training. You should be feeling better. You should be making your body healthier, right? Yeah. So, this is what this is this new method that I've, that I've talked of, of uh, training. I've talked to you about it like that. Uh, I'm not going to talk all through now because I want to. I think it's a, I think it's a very good idea, um, and all will be revealed shortly. If it is a good idea, if it's not a good idea, we'll talk about how shit it was on another podcast. Yeah, cool. Sounds good. Um, yeah, having doing that intensity all the time. I just like you're, you're not supposed to do that. Yeah, and that we knew that. But that's the, that's, the, that's the negative part of the good environment where we were always spurring each other on, almost, yeah. almost to our detriment. Like we come in and you, 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 like you just said, sometimes you might be programmed to do six sets of three and sometimes on your own you might do it. But in there, you always did it. Yeah. You always did it. And afterwards you went, yeah, but guess what? Let's try and, fu- I bet you can't do fucking a thousand dips before I can. Yeah. And I go, yeah, I can fucking do a thousand dips before you can, you can't. And then we just went on from there and then we did the thousand dips and then we were like, well, how many pull-ups can you do? Because you're shit at pull-ups. 
Uh, and then we just go into fucking pull-ups. And then we'd end up training for like about five hours. Because at the end, you'd be like, try this grip stuff, try that. And you're just fucking all day training. And then somewhere in the middle, we might have gone out and got some food and come back and carried on training. And do you know what I mean? That's actually what we were doing. Yeah, but that was fucking sick. I know it was awesome, yeah. that's But that's actually what we were doing. That's not fucking normal every day. Or like six days a week. Isn't it? Well, we were very big and very strong. And we're now, and we're now like, I think, I think you probably still train pretty hard. I think that even me at the moment probably train a lot harder than most people. Yeah. Um, but you, you're just comparing it to something else. Yeah. It was, it, no, you're absolutely right. We would literally do that. We'd come in and we'd do a workout. I remember we did a workout, you, me and CJ, and we, we, we were meant to finish with a hundred bicep curls mm. and we all got a bar and we did a hundred bicep curls and then we just looked at each other and started doing more bicep curls. And we carried on doing bicep curls. Until the last pass standing. And then CJ put the bar down because he had to leave. Mm. He went and had a shower. I think he went and got some food. Came back to say goodbye. And you and me were just there. Still doing bicep curls. Doing bicep curls for probably 25, 30 minutes. And the rest. Yeah. That was weird. Um, yeah. But I think occasionally, sometimes, you've got to challenge your body in that way. But I think doing it on a regular... That's just like a normal a normal day at the gym. Yeah, like I went and rolled that night. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so hard to tell, isn't it? Whether no, that's that's it's not hard to tell. That's a negative. That's not that's not the right thing. to yeah, do. Yeah, but I'm I'm like nostalgic about that. Yeah, well, it was fun. But I'm I'm nostalgic about that mentality. You know, like I'd love to sit down with with the biggest, strongest version of myself right now and have a chat see how he's feeling but is he just big and strong what else is he what is what is he what is he compromised to get that strength that's why i'd like to sit down mm. and ask him you know so basically this is giving me a window into a different form of training yeah which would maybe fill that hole answer that question yeah maybe um so yeah, I've been doing lots of yoga, we're doing uh, a lot of bodyweight stuff. I kind of got into the calisthenics thing. I've been working a little bit with a guy called Fitz down at the Kamana Temple, who is an excellent coach. Um, he's been helping me with some calisthenics stuff. Just some, I mean, as far as I don't really know, because I don't, it's not really my word, but as far as I can tell, some pretty basic stuff. Um, but it's perfect. It's, it's like it works so well. And like you know, with everything, with other kind of training we've done is everything. Like every, even at the highest level, everything comes down to fundamentals. Yeah, I think um, the, cal- the 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 calisthenic stuff that you've kind of brought back from Fitz and spoken to me about. You know, I've always been a fan of pull ups and some calisthenic movements, uh, but there's some intricacies involved and some like slightly more. Once you get past like dips, push ups, and pull ups, mm-hmm. and you start to get into the next level. Uh, for jujitsu, especially, you're working such a big range of motion, especially in the upper body. And there's so much tension and being able to fire off particular muscles and these isometric contraption, uh, contractions. Uh, it definitely seems that there's a lot of crossover to some of the more yeah, we're not, we're, as soon as advanced I was doing, calisthenics stuff. As soon as I was doing it, it was trying to click and you were getting as well and I was explaining to you because you kind of got that understanding of your body. Um, yeah, you can definitely see the crossover that would have to jiu-jitsu, grappling, a lot of sports to be honest. Yeah. Maybe not. Maybe not. It's the isometric. Yeah, strength, it's not, isn't it? not not you're not going to get so much for like a dynamic sport, boxing or tennis or something like that. But I think for grappling, you know, you almost when you watch someone do advanced calisthenics, you can almost 
imagine them hitting some of those movements against a, a, yeah. an opponent. It'd be interesting because it's like it's a bit, it's a little bit like yoga where a lot of it is you're you're strong within yourself. Do you know what I mean? You're strong. You're strong in the fact that you can control your body and do things that look incredible. But there's no external, um, there's no external force yeah. to work against. Which is why you know you get people who do yoga and they you see this stuff they're doing like they must be incredibly strong. And then you maybe get on the mat with them and they strong. seem very very weak. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, you know, we spoke we we spoke about this with um, Sebastian Brosh. And he said, you know, he knows that he's too weak and that yoga does not make you mm. strong. And you need to add some, if you want to be strong, you need to add some strength training into that. Yeah, it gives, it gives you an incredible, like, control over your own body. But yeah, you're not, you're not, you're not um, moving anything externally. Yeah. Um, so you're looking to start lifting more weights now? Yes, I'm starting to integrate. I'm going to try and integrate back into, in all the positive stuff from the old days back into this new mindset and see what happens with this new with this, with this new new information sure but i want to continue learning stuff like i'm a, I'm, I'm like by far a novice at, at yoga and calisthenics um i wouldn't i wouldn't even i showed you some stuff that i'd, I'd been taught but i wouldn't start teaching it yeah do you know what i mean um that would just be disrespectful mm. um so yeah, I think I think it'll be quite interesting. I think it just makes you a more rounded. You know, the whole idea of CrossFit is that you know you're ready for anything. Yeah, I just don't really want to do CrossFit workouts because they <laughs> they just get a little bit stupid. Well, yeah, but they just look hard as well, don't they? <laughs> do you know? Yeah, they do. <laughs> they just look hard, um, which is cool. If you want to do a hard workout, if that's what you want. If you want that like high intensity, you want to get in the gym and you want to be like just really working hard. And yeah, I don't. So it's not for me. Yeah. Um, but I can still work on like hugely different uh, aspects of my physical game. Just being well-rounded in yeah. your physicality. Mm. You know, like maybe when you when you're at your biggest squat, how much could you control yourself in a pull-up? How much how much um, mobility, mobility in my yeah. ankles yeah. in those days? You know. Um, so yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's that's, interesting. That, that's kind of my. That's kind of where my at the moment where my attitude is towards training. And just like we just said, two years ago it was somewhere different. In two years time, it might um, be a different again. And this is and and thing is, I, I, a lot of the stuff, a lot of this stuff is based off of me and my personal experiences. So anyone listening to this, thing, say like saying that, thinking that kind of makes like it sounds like it makes sense. Yeah, um, it might not actually be the right thing for you to be doing right now. Like all the stuff that we've done previous to this, all the years of like really hard strength training, although we might, although we might, a foundation. Might, we might have over, overshot it by a little bit, maybe even a couple of years, but like we still built a very, very solid foundation that we can build off. Just of. for the record, I don't think we overshot anything. <laughs> <laughs> I think we undershot. Um, it would also, it, you know, it'd be interesting to kind of ponder the what would have happened if the gym hadn't closed down and we, you know, would we ever have changed our training? Would you ever have started doing yoga or calisthenics or anything like that? Would we just be like 120 kilos each and decided that we're going to compete in powerlifting competitions and try and break records? Who knows? So, um, kind the, of, well, the only reason we started, I, I, I wasn't, I was kind of half listening to you. I was reading some notes. Um, say that bit again. Where we'd be, I, I, I where we'd be if the gym didn't close. Where would we what we'd be doing? 
Um, yeah, well, I don't know. I think it would have closed by now because of this, all the situation that's going on at the moment. Yeah. It wouldn't have been able to, but, um, yeah, whether we would have eventually come to that. I think we probably would have. I think, I think it was a natural progression for me in my mind of, like I, 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 I was kind of thinking this is as far as I can take my kind of strength training without, sure. without going to dress. Sacrificing too much. Yeah. yeah, going to drastic measures. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm not, I'm not, uh, I've always done well. I'm like, all right at most, I can, I can do most things well. Yeah. So I wasn't, I'm not like the biggest, strongest guy in the gym. Um, but I'm, I can work smart and I can work hard and I've got like a good, like competitive mind. Yeah. So I always did all right in competitions and stuff, but it doesn't mean, I wasn't like the, you were at some, most of the competitions with me. I was like by far the least physically gifted person there. Yeah. Well, um, when you, you know, and, and it's strong man, so it's like everybody's on steroids, yeah. And you get these guys who are already physical freaks, and they're and then they're juicing as well. Um, yeah, you beat you beat out some fucking monsters. Well, it, yeah, it's just it's, you kind it, of had a lot more athleticism than a lot of them did as well, because yeah, yeah, you yeah. came from somewhere. Most of these guys are coming from like powerlifting or rugby, or they're just a farmer, and they've just started <laughs> lifting barrels and doing log press, and you've come from somewhere of. Well, from more of a sporting background but, and I, got but, but I, think, of that. I think that the foundation we built with the variety yeah before whereas we didn't just go in the gym we didn't just start doing squats deadlifts and presses which is where most people start and even nowadays that's where most kind of guys even if you're kind of semi well informed and you've heard of when the 531 or something and you start lifting do you know what I mean like you're, you're kind of following a semi decent like, okay so the, you mean like before we started doing the powerlifting stuff yeah it was stuff was very it was very eclectic yeah so before um we didn't have a rack for years yes yeah, so you could only squat we, where you could manage to lift up off the floor safely yeah. lift over your head and put on your back so things like we didn't we basically didn't squat yeah we would do like front squats or body weight squats yeah. and uh kettlebell um, stuff exactly yeah carrying each other around yeah we didn't even we didn't deadlift much i, don't, I think for years for probably about we did, a, we did do some deadlifting, yeah, but, but we kind of did it for about it, a year. It, we had like 125 kilos. Yeah. That's all we had. We I, had I, I, quite, I think I remember doing lots of like, let's do 100 kilo deadlift for 100 reps. We yeah. did a lot of that stuff. Um, They're having that variety. We we used to basically mainly train circuits. We used to do circuit training, and That's the circuits just got heavier. Yeah. to the point where we couldn't make, no, no longer make them circuits, and it just became strength training. Yeah, this is kind of pretty much what happened. Yeah. Um. Which isn't a bad way entry into training. No. Because that was kind of you, that was the start of your whole training um, career, basically. I'd already been training for. Yeah, so. Uh, 10 years prior to that. Yeah, my foot. Well, I started training, I read dinosaur training, and then I started doing deadlifts at um, some fucking commercial, shitty commercial gym. Started doing deadlifts and bench and shit like that there. I'm just trying to. And then continued to read dinosaur training where he said fuck the commercial gym hmm. you know become a garage gorilla or whatever go build your own thing bought a thick bar 100 kilos of weights and just started training with my mates from college and then uh whilst i was getting into that met you and then i started training with you and at home then stopped so that's training. semi-structured then stopped training so much well i was i was structured when I, all, all i did we did the same i believe five exercises three times a week in different orders but we did the exact and we always did five all by the five. same intensity yeah 
So you'd always just like max out and everything? Pretty much, but you'd start with, because you start with a different exercise every time, you were fucked, you know. It, yeah, yeah, so yeah. if you start with... Yeah, obviously you're not, you're not going to deadlift the same amount. Yeah, and I didn't, I didn't, ha- I didn't have a rack. I didn't have a rack. I didn't have a... Um, I only had 100 kilos of weights. I didn't have a rack. I didn't have any squat stands. I didn't have a bench. I literally had nothing. For the first... For a while, we just trained on, on the in the garden, on the floor. Um, and we would do... Deadlifts. This is a two point five inch bar, so thick, so thick bar deadlifts. Uh, clean them. Your, your notorious deadlift form that's got you to where you are now. Yeah, fuck my back up because yeah. I was like lifting. Re- you know, later on when I bought a because you just because like you literally you said like you said you just read a book and that doesn't I, have I, any pictures in it. No, I just no, I just read I just um, read a book and started lifting and then just started lifting with no yeah. with no idea on how just being, to lift. Just being told all that matters is that you add weight to the bar. Yeah, and that's that's what we did. And all we fuck all I did was care about adding. The smallest plate I had was 2.5 kilos. I just wanted to put that on the bar every single week. That's that all I gave a fuck about. So I do uh, deadlifts, um, clean and press, which I thought was clean and press, but wasn't. It was clean and uh, push press. Because mm. I remember I was push pressing like 90 kilos at, well, like 85, 90 kilos at, even clean, 70 kilo clean, body cleaning it in a two yeah like 75 yeah yeah it was and we were doing like ugly continental cleans yeah. just fucking ugly shit and uh and then you know I, I think i got up to like 90 kilos at 75 kilo body weight and which i'd struggle to do right now but then push press you wouldn't yeah push press maybe not but then uh you told me to do a military press and i like did a push press you're like no no no, no. don't use your legs and i was like on 50 kilos because mm. i couldn't get it off my chest um, so I thought I was doing uh, overhead press, but I wasn't. I was doing push press. So we did uh, deadlift, push press, um, floor press. Cause I didn't have a bench, and bicep curls. The four exercises Solid. and and and, and farmers walks. That's all I did. Solid. That's what I did. So like one day. For how long? Six months. I got strong. But I mean, ne- I got strong. N- knowing now, knowing then what you know now. Does that make sense? Is that yeah. Right? Is that my phrase? Um, and you could do that again. That's not a bad way of doing it. Other than other than the intensity, other than the form, other than other than, other than the intensity of doing it, of maxing out and everything every time. Yeah, um, that's a good workout. Yeah. Oh, it is a good workout. If you do the deadlifts and presses and everything properly, it's a good workout. And a two-inch bar, two and a half-inch bar, two and a half-inch bar. That's the first thing. And that's your first four rounds of training. That's yeah. like that's that's good. Yeah, and I used to do farmers walks up and down the street three yeah. times a week, and people ask like, "What is the best?" What's the, you know where do I start with grit training? If you if you don't work out, you're going to struggle anyway. If you don't go to a gym, if you do go to a gym, farmers walks, whether it's with kettlebells or dumbbell, or honest, you can't be bothered to do anything else other than just one exercise a couple of times a week. Do farmers walks? Just, do some, just buy yourself some twenty kilo kettlebells or twenty kilos of anything. Yeah, and just go for a walk for twenty minutes. <laughs> Yeah, I, rem- I remember one that one time at Villa. Awesome workout. When I, I think I, my shoulder was fucked, so I li- like couldn't do anything. I couldn't bench and I couldn't squat, even get into position. I was getting really pissed off because I ha- couldn't do anything. So I came in one day to literally just do farmers walks, and I loaded up our farmers walks bar and left Villa and walked down like towards Edgeware or somewhere. <laughs> and I got like half. Oh, like, what the fuck am I doing? <laughs> I was fucked. That's all. Like, literally, what I did is I just picked it up and started walking, turned around and walked back. But it absolutely destroyed. Yeah, like, like half. We done, we done. We used to do half mile farmers walks quite a bit. Yeah, half mile farmers walks. Um, they're really good. Yeah, awesome exercise. Um, yeah, I love. I I actually prefer farmers walks for 
um, time and distance as opposed to the heavy ones. Yeah, I used to prefer them for time and distance, but then as my back kind of got worse, I quite like the heavy ones. Look, you know, they look cool. They look cool. But, um, well, like a combination of the if you if you get mix them up. No, I think I think they look, I think like doing farmers walks for like four minutes nonstop is a really good exercise. Yeah, if you get only do one, obviously that's gonna be a lot better. But yeah, that's what we did, and then I started training with you more, and I started training less myself, and then we started training you know, three, four times a week or whatever and we were just doing circuits. I remember one of the first workouts we did was the push-up pyramid. Yeah. And I remember you couldn't, you couldn't, you couldn't do push-ups. Yeah. So we do this, it's like very, very simple workout where you just do, there's two of us, there could be as many as you want if you really, there could be 10 of you. Yeah. One person does one push-up, the other person does one push-up, then you do two push-ups, two push-ups, three, three, and you just work up to, I think we were just going to go from one to 10 and we're just going to use it. For me, it was like a upper body warm-up. But yeah, I, think, I could do it. I think you got to like four and you couldn't do any more push-ups. Yeah, yeah, it's quite, like now you, quite ridiculous. Now you not even like in this state now, but even like six, ten, like ten months ago, you'd have destroyed me on pushups, probably. Yeah, yeah, crazy, isn't it? Yeah, it is. I always tell people when, I, when they train, when they first start training, or like when they train with me, they couldn't want to be the first time training. He's like, remember this session. Yeah, remember. And I don't think anyone ever does, but like remember this session because you're gonna look back when this you're on this journey later on and, you're, and you're, then you will know how far you've come yeah that's it yeah. I was talking to someone the other day literally a couple of days ago about this exact same thing and it's something that I'm going to do in jiu-jitsu now and he was saying I wish you know maybe he's been training jiu-jitsu for like six, seven, eight months and he says you know I wish or, or he was saying that he doesn't feel like he's getting much better and then other people are like if you could watch yourself mm. from your first session you wouldn't even believe it and uh, the next guy who walks in and joins my uh my my nogi class uh and signs up i'm gonna say can i film your entire session can i can i film you well, just film his first spa yeah can i can i can i film you spa today yeah and then in six months time show you this yeah because because i think with jiu-jitsu a lot of the time because you're it can you, be frustrating you, when you don't but you don't also you don't see how your improvement yeah because everyone else is improving yeah and and some people also you walk, you walked in the gym and if you're their new guy you're the guy who knows the least yeah. potentially you know you're probably going to be the you're going to be the nail for a long time you're going to be the nail until someone until else until someone new comes in yeah yeah uh, and and then because you know, you're not going to be and, you, and then and by then becoming the hammer with one person you're then going to you know start to develop a more attacking game which you could possibly use on people that have been beating you up for the last six months <laughs> but you're not going to be able to develop that game on these people because they're always beating you up. Yeah, you pretty much have to wait it out until yeah. you're not the bottom of the pile anymore. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's it. Yeah. But yeah, you know, I think uh, you forget, you forget from, you forget where you've come from. You're always trying to, you have this vision in your head of where you want to be and you're always well, going to be an adamant. We were talking about okay, like how, how we even look, we can even look back at pictures of us, from us two years ago when we was at Villain, like, and we see how, and we look at how big we were. Yeah. And at the time, I didn't feel big at all. I felt, no. I felt like I was nowhere near big enough. Yeah, I always <laughs> felt that. I feel like that now. Um, I don't feel like that now. I don't feel. I don't feel like. I don't feel the necessity to feel any particular way, other than healthy. Uh, that's an interesting change, isn't it? Mm. That's like. Do you think that that's an age thing? I don't know. An experience thing, just being there and knowing what you know now, and you look back and you go, "I just my priorities." Well, I, suppose, I, suppose, my yeah, priorities yeah, I think wrong. it's more of a priority thing, isn't it? Yeah. It's like it doesn't. It's not. It's so little of a priority that it's not worth me even having it in my consciousness. Like I'm trying to work out how old I'm going to be when I realise that it's not a priority, even though I know that it's not a priority. Mm. I don't care. You know, 
even though I know it's not the right What's thing. What's the priority? Being a big bad motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's Displaying big bad motherfuckery. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and and I don't think I've ever reached. I, I've definitely never reached the level where I was satisfied in 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 my big bad motherfucker. But I imagine there's some people out there who probably think that you're a big bad motherfucker. Well, you, but what the thing is, the thing is, this, this, this is how you're measuring it. Are there, is there not enough people? It's no, not been, think, it's not been noticed enough. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think. Like, how, how 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 do you? I measure? think it has. I think it has How's been it quantifiable. Noticed? I think it has been noticed, but um, it's that whole thing where you never... How is badass, badassery quantifiable? <laughs> it's not. It's subjective, totally. Mm. It's subjective and it's relative. Um, and I think that that's kind of what I'm... In a way, that's what I'm known as. And uh, But it's irrespective of what other but people is it, think is it, of are you known? Are you, know, are you now only known as that because that's what you're known as? Or are you known as that because that's what you want to continue to be? I don't know. Because I'm not, because I like to still pretty much advise you in your training. So I'm not telling you not to train, but you're, what you're doing has, is having a detriment to other aspects of your body. Is it? Yeah, there's things that you can't do. Like this, this, well, you'll just say, like, your knee's sore at the moment. Oh, my knee's sore right now. I fucking do jiu-jitsu. Yeah, but, there are but, people but, out there who but, just but do jiu-jitsu. But there's been, I'm not, I'm not saying, so I'm saying this is just a conversation. I'm not yeah. saying that what I'm saying is the right thing. Yeah. Um, there's definitely... You've, you don't pick on my knee. No, well, you've had shoulder surgery. <laughs> yeah. Was that jiu-jitsu or was that training? Uh, the doctor thinks it's jiu-jitsu. But it's probably a culmination of both, right? More, far more likely yeah. it's a culmination of both. Um, but then you, but then I kind of ask myself, which is, what state would my body be right now? Would I be more injured if I didn't strength train? Would I? Would I? Would this I've, is kind of what I'm going. Would I have fallen through a? You know, would someone hit a position on me that would have ruptured my knee ligaments altogether? Because I've got like bad knees, mm. but actually, I've been training jiu-jitsu for twelve years, and I've never had knee surgery, and that's rare mm. for someone training jiu-jitsu mm. for twelve years. Now I've had a lot of knee problems, but I've never had knee surgery. Um, oh, damn it! Back up a little bit. I had a really good point. I forgot. It. You were saying that that's where you're at now. No, it's gone. Don't it's worry. gone. Fuck. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you know. So that's kind of why I'm. That's where my head's still at. Is uh, that was my point? Was that this is kind of where I'm at as well? But where I've I've taken the time away from strength training. Um, so much so that I'm now noticing the lack of strength. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I, the, the, I've got an advantage of I've been strong. Yeah. So I now know when my body's being weak. Like, sure. do you know what I mean? Most people just, uh, that's their standard. Yeah, that's just the standard, yeah. Um, which is my now impetus to start doing a little more strength training, bringing that back in. Because that's not nice to be. Well, it's, his, not, it's, not when I, it's not when I'm noticing it. I'm noticing like, like yeah, but, I could but, be stronger in this position. But you position. never would have known. Yeah, yeah, of course. So there's people out there who are weak as piss and they don't know how weak they are. But I also realise I don't need the amount of strength I had before. For every day, for every day, you don't know. Well, even to be like, like, I mean, my everyday. That's the point, isn't it? It's my everyday. As strong yeah. as I need to be for my yeah, everyday. Yeah, for your everyday, yeah. Um, and that's why a lot of people forget, is that you're not training for, like, you're trying to compare yourself to what someone else has done. Yeah. Like, I want my squat to be this big because I want to squat as good as that guy. Yeah, you want your everyday to include you squatting 200 kilos. Well, if that's what your everyday is. No, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. It, you know, if, that, that, if that's what you're visualizing that you want your everyday mm. to be. But your everyday may be like walking up two flights of stairs and opening a yeah. jar of pickles. I don't think I need to be able to squat 200 kilos. Yeah. 
It's a luxury. It's nice. Yeah, I think it's a it's an interesting concept of like why do you need to be an X amount of str- you know why do you have to be so strong? We're just talking about strength. It's like all the other modalities of of training, like all the other like things that you can improve upon. I was writing this down earlier. Like there's a like there's four four basic um, skills that you can work on very very easily. Your cardio respiratory system, okay. your stamina, your strength, and your flexibility. That's so stamina, I assume, is referring to like muscular endurance. Yeah, or like any kind of endurance. Well, it can't be. It's not cardiovascular because that's another one. Um, yeah. So go, go, on, go yeah. for it again. Cardio. So cardio respiratory, your stamina, your strength, and your flexibility. Okay. All you've got to do is do something in those regards and you get better, right? All, you, all I've got to do is, like, if I am super unfit, I go for a walk, I come back from the walk, I'm better. Yeah. Yeah? But that's assuming that, that, that you're starting from zero. Yeah, but it doesn't matter, it doesn't matter where, you're num- where you are on the scale. You just go to the next number. Yeah? Well, okay, so if you use the, if you use the analogy of kind of you being unfit and you walk in, so if you're super unfit and you go for a one-mile walk every day, mm. you're going to get fitter. Mm. Now, if you've got to a level of fitness that you've achieved by walking 10 miles every morning and then you start walking one mile every morning, it's going to start to drop. Yeah. So that's the problem that you have. Well, but then, so then you might have, you might have outgrown walking. But then you, that, that, walking isn't enough of a, of a stimulus exactly. to cause adaptation. It can apply to everything. Yeah. That's the thing. So you start what, jogging, running, you start cycling, you start swimming, you start doing something else. But then if you want something keep, else that works the same thing, you're still working your cardio. If you want to, if you want to keep on improving, you're going to have to take that to higher and higher levels. That's training. That's it. Yeah. That's what I'm saying though. But, but like, if you're just focusing on one thing, it's very easy to sealing that thing quickly, right? Or within five or six years. Okay. You know? So you're saying don't work one and not focus this, on the other. This others. is what this new program I'm talking okay. about. <laughs> I know, I, I'm starting, the more that you talk about this new program, I'm starting to become more and more sure that I have no idea what you're talking about. Well, I, th- I, think, I think that I'm, the, I haven't explained to you how um, good it is. How serious I, I don't even know if I don't even know I know what you're talking you about understand. you might have to tell me off air okay um, it's the program you've got me on right now pretty much is but maybe you haven't you haven't fully you haven't fully absorbed its its power yeah I don't I don't think yeah I don't blew, s- I blew Lisa's mind of it this morning okay you can blow my mind after a okay. podcast um, so yeah where were we saying <sighs> work work all four of the different aspects of of yeah, so those those, those things are so easy to work. It's so easy to like do something to work on your cardio system, your stamina, your strength, and your flexibility. None of them things are hard to work at. Right, you might need a little bit of guidance, but most people. Yeah, but they're only they're only easy to work at if you're starting from fuck all. Not really, but I think because because wherever you are, you like you have the ability for the next step. Yeah, but you get diminishing returns. Well, this is the thing. Like, how far do you want to take each one? How, if, these, if, these, if these are attributes in your video game character, how far do you take each one? Yeah, but when you're playing a video game, the amount of XP that you get is the same, but you require more and more to level up. Classic video games. <laughs> you go like you go level one, two, three, four, five in in a day, but then to go from level one hundred yeah, to one hundred and five takes you a year. It's the same. It's the same. So, how much are you willing to invest in each one? But there's yeah, okay. It's the same thing. Yeah. Right. Um, but there's, there's no real excuse for anybody to not do something about those four things. It's very simple. 
Yeah, okay. The next step, you want to take it a little bit further, is you work in coordination, agility, balance, and accuracy. Say again? Coordination. Yeah. Agility. Yeah. Balance. Yeah. And accuracy. Okay. So this is when you get more into sport, right? Okay, what's the accuracy one? Well, like it could be uh, catching, catching a ball or um, making something hit a mark. Okay. A skill, right? These yeah. are all skills. Okay, yeah. So then with, the, with, with that basic base you've built, you're then going to apply them to skills. There's no point being like the guy who spent 30 years under the bar, you can squat loads of weight, but we go to the park and I throw you a ball when you can't catch and hit you in the face. Well, you're like a fucking idiot. It depends whether you care whether, you know, how much you give a fuck about catching a ball. Well, it's the whole point is you just want your body to function well and be able to do most things. Yeah. That's the whole point we're getting at, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. At, at that degree, at varying degrees. Yeah. Like you want yours to be able to function a little bit higher and you want it to be stronger and you want it to be able to crush a man. Yeah. Where the, the, the same kind of degree but further down the ladder, somebody might just want to be able to catch a ball in the park with a kid. Does anyone like, is that, is that what's getting anyone to the gym? Is that what getting people out of bed? The is that getting people out of bed? No, I don't know. Whatever. I'm just using it as an example. Mm. Okay. Okay, go on. But like these are the next things that like what we kind of what much more what we're looking at now. We have been probably looking at a little bit over the past few years, but we're focusing much the coor- more now. The coordination one's definitely one. The agility one. What was the other ones? Balance. Balance. Yeah. Okay. And accuracy. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe the accuracy one doesn't doesn't hit home for me quite as much as the others do. Well, but think that's about because th- I don't th- play th- a th- sport that requires accuracy. Well, no, even a sport, like just to think of, it, of like hitting, your, making your body hit, like hitting a perfect hand, handstand. There, there's there's a, a, a an amount of accuracy required. In, well, is in it or is it coordination? Is it all three? Is it all four? Uh, yeah, almost exactly. Okay. And all of those things, they like trigger your brain a lot more as well. Okay, it's easy to just go. I'm going to pick this bar up. Yeah. But having to focus on like, you know, some kind of balancing exercise, some coordination exercise. You know, the best coordination exercise like that I've been doing recently is fucking dancing. Okay. I just dance in the fucking kitchen with my kids. But like, when you actually think about what you're trying to do and try and create a dance move or do something smoothly and elegantly and so that it looks fluid or whatever it is. Yeah. That takes some skill. And you can't get it the first time. But like you do that thing, whatever it is, for 10 minutes and you start to get that step or whatever that thing that is you're trying to do. And I see it with my daughter. My daughter does dancing. She was like not particularly gifted at dancing in any manner when she started. And she's been doing it for maybe six months and it's fucking light and day. Really? What, what her, she's able to do with her body now. Yeah. And it's just repetition. It's not, it's not like that, uh, there are people who are nat- can naturally dance or whatever or who are good at dancing. But sure. it's just a skill. It's just coordination. Are there people who are good at naturally dancing or are they just people who have been practicing? Well, or? people naturally who have natural um, coordination, natural agility, natural balance, natural yeah. rhythm. Just like someone's naturally strong. It's just another attribute, isn't it? Yeah. But they're, they're, they're the things at the moment that are interesting me to work on. Sure. The skill, more skill-based Yeah, stuff. like I, can, I know how to get stronger if I want to get stronger and I've been strong. It doesn't interest you. Um, yeah, I, mean, I, I, I understand, like I said earlier, I'm feeling points when i'm not strong so i want to gain that back i want to be i want to be strong enough for my for myself you have like my, a base level of yeah. i need to be this strong and, and for my day like yeah. we said earlier 
Um, but what's really interesting to me now is that is that more coordination, agility, balance, accuracy. Like when you do yoga, there's like positions you have to like pop into and stuff, and just having the accuracy to be able to move your body in that specific manner um, and hit that position that it has to be in at the end of that sequence or whatever. Um, I get the accuracy thing. Um, what's the what's the definition of agility? It's like range of motion and range of motion around the joint at, at movement or I wouldn't speed. Be to tell you. It was something like I that. Be to the definition. Trying to harness but my, just, uh, just, yeah, but just my think, GCSE if, if you just think about for people what, what is it? You're thinking about just like like standing and leap and just gently leaping to your left and then back to your right. Just that like skater squat yeah. type thing. Do you know what I mean? Skater lunges. You just step into the side. Like just how easy do you find that? How long you can can you do that for? Can you do yeah. it fast? Yeah. Can you spring quite far? Or is it just is it like are you barely doing a two step? Yeah. Is there another level below that? Well then there's other things you can look at which is like speed and power. Power involves strength. Most of these things like involve strength in some capacity though, right? Well, if you, but you, like you're talking on a mass population who needs to be developing their speed and power. Like, I get it for sports totally, obviously. Yeah. Um, it's, this is the whole thing about this is the whole conversation about training and about physical culture is like it's who's, who are you talking to? Sure. Because it's, um, it's it, all the information out there is, is like if you go and buy back in the day, I don't read them anymore, but we used to get like whatever muscle and fitness or flex yeah. or bodybuilding magazines, or whatever those programs in there, they're the programs that like high level bodybuilders use or who, people who've been bodybuilding for 15, 20 years. Yeah. That's, that's like Ka Kai Green's program. Yeah. Why the fuck is someone who's just been in the gym for eight months doing Kai Green's program? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Do you know what they should be doing? Five sets of five. Yeah, <laughs> do 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 whatever Kai Green was doing when he'd been in the gym for eight months. Yeah, probably some bullshit. It probably yeah. took him fucking years to figure it out as well. He was just a genetic freak and like body adapted nicely. And as he got older and more experienced, he learned more and was able to get more and more and more results. Um, but again, as for his body, do you really think that he'd be able to train you to look like him? No, no, of course not. Because he has a very good understanding of how to train his body. Sure, it doesn't necessarily mean he has a good understanding of how to train your body. Sure. And that's where just experience of training different people comes in. Yeah. Do you think that your experience training different people kind of opens your eyes to some things that you might be able to do to help yourself? Mm. Or can you only cut, you know, kind of correlate I'm, I'm, data? I, I, I've always found that I'm pretty self-aware of myself, like sure. physically self-aware. Um, like I know when something's not working right or something's not. But that's the whole thing. And like, I, you know, when I got sucked into that just, pure strength world I lost sight of that a you didn't give bit. a fuck anymore mm. all that mattered was the number yeah all that was the strength. yeah yeah. this is what I'm saying like it's the, and, I, and like I said earlier I'm not trying to turn you off of it but this would be weird if this would be, if this uh, if this that's fine don't worry became a thing where I turned you off of strength training yeah I'm not trying to turn you off because I'm into strength training like, I'm totally behind strength training I love strength training it's it, something that I'm going to be integrating like into my program from month like monday just yesterday yeah started strength training yeah um so that's not what i'm saying it's like this awkward this awkward awkward relationship between uh having to measure what you're doing because you want to improve and if you can't measure you can't improve uh with any sort of certainty but at the same time when you start measuring things you can it becomes very easy to get obsessed with those things and look past 
what you actually want to do or what what you should be doing look past that and get too deep and obsessed into the numbers into one thing yeah. into yeah whereas re- in reality you should be training for um like maximum health like sustainable improved quality of life right well if you were smart and there was no egos about it that's what you should be training for right it depends on your goals doesn't it it's an individual thing most people should be kind of for the for the most part people should be training to be more sustainable and more healthy but even 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 for you for like you're, if you're you're training at the moment the training that you do at the moment isn't really about the quality of your life it's about um performance supporting your jiu-jitsu right? yeah um at some point that's gonna have to change at some point but it's still the same thing. You still need sustainable improvement and qu- yeah, but it comes and, and quality and, and, and quality of results for that goal. Yeah, it, it's like that. The question is, you know, if you could, if you could become superhuman for ten years, would you give up thirty years off your life? Thirty years is a lot, isn't it? Yeah. What would your life be? Hundred. You work in the back of hundred. So you live mm. to seventy. Uh, nah, let's work back. No, let's call it sixty. So you die at sixty. You get you get ten years of superhuman. Yeah. You, where, where would you use them? <laughs> do what the fuck you want to do. I'd use them like later in your life when you're more experienced. You'd you'd use. No, I'm talking about someone comes today and they go. Oh, get now. We get ten years from today. I of, think my one's more interesting. When would you use it? Would you use it when you were a foolish youth in your twenties? Uh, no, you'd use it for the last ten years. Like, yeah, exactly. When your when your mind is strongest. Maybe, but the fact is, a lot of people, you know, if I asked you, if I gave you that option, which one, you know, would you take the superhuman? Well, right now, uh, no, I don't think. No, I would. you'd take the life, right? Yeah, I wouldn't. You take this at ten years. Yeah. Superhuman. But then enough, ask me. Ask, to live more, mate. ask me when I'm sixty. <laughs> yeah. Ask me when I'm sixty. I'm sure I'll say something else. Uh, you need to get yourself something. You need to get a hobby or something. <laughs> I've have a I have a hobby. That's the problem. That's the problem. It's taken over your life. But um, um, you know that 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 that's it. I think it's so hard for people who are young. But but I'm I'm aware. I'm I'm self aware of that phenomenon of the blind enthusiasm uh, because I've had it worse than I have it now. Um, so I'm, I'm not saying I didn't enjoy it at the time. And no, I, I, and I, I was I, aware I, of it as well. I, I was like towards the end, I was like, this is stupid. Yeah. Like, why are we still doing this? But like. We're having, I'm having a great time. Yeah. We're lifting fucking stones up. We're eating cheeseburgers. We're fucking running around and like jacked up. But, but, jacked but up. like you don't miss it. No, I don't miss no, it. No, I do. Yeah. Because what I, it's the thing I said to you the other day downstairs. It's the, it's the, why does the, why does the memory have to be bigger than the dream? <laughs> yeah. Like. That's it. Do you know what I mean? There's so much more life to go that we can create like. Well, I'd be nostalgic about that. We could, we've got so much more shit we can do. Yeah, but what if you want to kind of, you don't want to go back there, you want to make that now. <laughs> well, you can, but you'll probably do it better. Yeah, well, yeah. that's what I'm trying to do. That's what I'm trying to do. That's what I'm going to try and do next year. You know, like I had, uh, I took a long time off of lifting. Why next year? Why next year? It's December now. Because December now, you know. You, I've got, you're one of those guys. No, nah, man, I've got a busy three weeks. I'm going away at the end of the year. You know, I, I don't give a fuck. You can give me all the looks that you want, you know, like that's the reality. That's what I want to do next year. Even if I started doing, like I have started 
what I want to do next year. I have started it yeah. now, but realistically, I'm not going to see the results of that until 2018. Mm. So yeah, I start exactly, you know, we had a conversation a couple of weeks ago, I got in the gym the next day and started doing the program. Mm. Uh, but reality is that these things take time and it's not, we're not going to, I'm not going to see the fruition of that until the beginning of the year, probably, or even later than that. But, um, you know, I took a long time off of lifting. I had, I had injuries. I had the, sh- I had the shoulder surgery. Um, and then I had to cut weight for a couple of competitions. But in all this time, like, you're, this, like a lot of this stuff in your mind is negative, right? You've got all these negative things that are coming out of your head, like you're saying now, which are all negative effects on your training. Sure. But the whole time you've managed to maintain a lot of muscle mass, a lot of strength. Um, you probably walk around weight right now is heavier than it's ever been. Maybe, yeah. Um, yes, you've been leaner, but you never trained to be lean anyway. Yeah. So it's not, that's not the problem. Yeah. Like you're, you are, you're thicker. You're, yeah. You might not be. You might not be as strong in, in the gym with the numbers, but that's just like we said. That's a skill. It's repetition. Yeah, yeah. The only reason you're not squatting as good is because you're not squatting as much. Yeah. Um. And do you need do you need the ability to squat that many not that that much weight? No. Yeah. Like. Like. I, so. So the thing is with the squat and the numbers. I never gave a fuck about how much I was squatting. Like I didn't. Some people that that's their identification, mm. right? Mm. Is you click on their Instagram yeah, and their bio numbers. is three numbers, yeah. you know? Uh, and, and, and that's never been a thing for me and I've never boasted about how much I squat or anything like that. But what, what my numbers in the squat, in the bench and whatever else I can do, those numbers were an indication of my strength. In that exercise. Yeah, but I felt like you cannot be a weak person who squats 300 kilos. It just is impossible. No, yeah, yeah, I agree with you. So even, with you. even if there's not a direct correlation between the numbers that you're putting up in the squat and how strong you are altogether, there is going to be some correlation between the two. It may not be direct, but there th- is going to be some. Do you think that if every time over the last six years that you squatted, if you substitute that squat for a, like a truck pull? Yeah. Do you think your legs would be your legs and your hips and your glutes and your feet and your ankles? And, do you think they'd be any weaker? No. Do you think they'd be stronger? Probably. Probably would. But you? I wouldn't be able to measure it. Yeah, that's the, that's the, that's the whole point. You know, and, and 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 well, you would be able to measure it. You no, you wouldn't. No, you wouldn't because you you just do it more and you'd go a bit. You know, I'm going harder and maybe I'm going a bit faster. Yeah, you might. Yeah, you might. You, you might. Maybe I'm pulling a heavier car. Pull a heavier car. You cover the distance quicker. But that's the beauty in the the the, the science of the powerlifting game, where you get to measure something so specifically, just and people start adding. Yeah, and people start adding 500 grams onto their squat and stuff like that. I know it's ridiculous, yeah. but what it does is it gives you something to work to, and when you get to that, that's number why it's goal, dangerous. That's why that. That's why that pure strength training is a dangerous game. That's why I think that... Because you get caught up in that shit. Yeah, I, I agree I, with you. I think that's why the, I I think that's why the multiple attribute thing is a much... But if you can't measure it... Better, long-term, sustainable... But you need to be able to measure Well, you things. can, you can. You think, you think that marathon runners don't have a way of measuring how they get better at marathon running. Yeah, but that's not one of your attributes on that. Marathon well, like, like cardiovascular and stamina is. Yeah, but... But it could be... Could we do, like, you, only, you, only, you only need to... Yeah, but running's a skill as well. I know, I know, but you don't need to be able to run. Yeah. Unless you want to be able to run. Yeah, I know, but for a marathon, for that example, you do. Yeah. Well, like a mar- but they need to know an armbar. Run, running, running's no more a, uh, is no more a skill-based thing than a squat is. You yeah, but you've invested time in learning the skill. Well, people invest time in learning how to run. That's what I'm saying. So what's the difference? Oh, I can't remember where we were going with this, but I had a good point. Um, the thing is, yeah, with running, 
people measure their times when they do marathons in the same way that people measure their squats when they squat. Yeah. It's the same thing. That's what I'm saying. So it's measurable. Well, running is, but some of the other examples of What's the rowing specific stuff. is a machine. Yeah, Airdyne is a yeah. machine. There's yeah. loads of ways of measuring your, like, that kind of stuff. Yeah, I know, but we're not talking about that. We're talking about strength. And we're talking about working on multiple batteries and you're saying that you shouldn't because you can't measure I never said that or you can't like it's not it's not as desirable because you can't no 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 you got it confused we're not talking about multiple uh, attributes we're talking about strength Mm. and we're talking about the difference between doing truck pulls and squats yeah and that when you do truck pulls the the level of quantifiability the ability to measure and specifically precisely measure your progress is non-comparable to something like a barbell. Yeah, it's only because I think in in, in, and I, in, and, pa- and, in powerlifting you're always you're looking at it from session to session. Whereas if you, you you would you would notice a difference if you did the thing if you filmed your first truck pull and then did truck pulls for three months and then see how much better you are in three months. Like there's your progression. But it's subjective still. Now now look, don't get me wrong. I'm I, again. I'm not on. I here. Agree I'm, I'm not on here saying stop squatting and start doing truck pulls. Yeah, I'm just. And I'm not talking. saying. I'm we're not just saying. spitballing some. And I'm not saying fuck truck pulls. I want to squat because yeah. I don't. I want to do truck pulls. Hmm. But I'm just saying that this is one of the reasons that I think I've been obsessed with numbers on these exercises in the past, even though I don't give a fuck about how much I squat. Yeah. Like, I, I don't give a fuck about how much I squat, but I do give a fuck about how much I squat at the same time hmm. for different reasons. Like, I don't care about having a big squat, but I care about what that big squat represents in terms of the strength that overall, I possess. Overall yeah. increase in strength. I just, as an identifier. But, like... W- do you feel like you need the increase in strength still? Yes. Like, like the increase in strength that you had when you started in the garage and you didn't know what you were doing, you just had the two and a half inch bar yeah. compared to what you've got now is almost incomparable. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Um, and what it's actually given you a, as a transferable yeah. skill. Yeah. Like you say that like some of the weight you lifted then you think were probably heavier ratio wise. Yeah. But like as an actual transferable. You know, I'm a lot stronger now. Yeah. And thing, on the mats a lot stronger. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's had its effect. Yeah. Like, how f- how far okay. can you, how far can you take that further? Well, I I do not want to feel that at twenty six years old I am towards the end of the journey. No, in no, no, no. That I can no, 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 no. I don't you think you, I don't think you are at all. I'm just I mean I'm interested. I'm and genuinely that's, interested. That's in what far. I'm saying. Yeah, I you know I but want at the detriment to what else? Are you going to start? Because because the thing is, you probably do need to start adding in some other stuff. But that's going to be then become a detriment to your strength training because you can't do everything all the time well that's the problem that i have well, which is, is well this is kind of what we're talking this is kind of what this program is about you can do everything all the time um <laughs> this is but this is this is the beauty of the program this is this is why it's so good yeah we you definitely haven't told me this program okay. if that's the case you definitely haven't told me because it, it just sounds ridiculous um but like my cardio is really bad and my which is very easy to work on yeah i know but then you say your cardio is really bad but yet you can fight a 10 minute fight with a, a, a you know a world class grappler yeah so it's again it's all but relative. I feel like it's I feel, all relative yeah but yeah, when you I, probably couldn't go and run a 5 nah, nah, I feel I feel like my cardio in jiu jitsu isn't good enough I feel like the one of the biggest problems that I've had in competition is that I'm not that I lip, that I pace my output yeah but to that's, match your my, that's your style it's the Tyrone, it's classic Tyrone Woodley you're a sprinter yeah you're a sprinter you're not you're not like look at look at me look at you yeah like look at nick yeah right like Nick's game would suit me a lot more than your game would suit me. Yeah, hundred percent. Right, like your your that's your style. Um, and you're always gonna you're always gonna struggle to feel like you're gonna be fit enough to have that explosiveness, those bursts for ten minutes. Yeah, yeah, we can. Yeah, you can do that. 
You can you can get. It's your, always going to be a struggle. Though. Yeah, but it's always it's never going to feel good. It's never going to feel like you're fit enough. It's never going to feel like you feel fresh. So what's the point of working it? Well, you need it to an extent. You need it. As, you need a baseline of it. Mm. This is the thing. Like you, this is the whole attribute thing. You need to think about like, are you just working one thing at the sacrifice of everything else? Or you're going to have to bring everything up to an extent, aren't you? Yeah. Which is going to sacrifice the thing that you want the most to an extent. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Yeah. Well, how do we even get onto? I don't that? know. Some crazy shit, right? Yeah. How long have we been talking? Hour twenty. Um. This this is why I like training. I'm not really. I don't really. I'm not interested in the the Instagram posts and all that kind of stuff. I just fucking like the challenge, don't you? Like I like the fucking. Let's try this shit out and see what happens. Yeah. I understand the science, and I've read all the all the super training and the periodization of sport and all all, the, all these you know incredible books that tell you how to create athletes, or whatever. And the best way of training. I understand all that stuff. Mm. But what I like is just fucking trying some shit out. Yeah. Like, yes, I could probably write a perfect periodized training program for most things, but it doesn't excite me. Sure. Um, I want to fucking challenge. This, this is why I'm really liking the yoga. I'm liking the calisthenics. It's, cause it's, it's, something cha- that you it's a challenge to my yeah. body. It's something I couldn't do before. So what do you? what are you going to do when you're good at calisthenics and oh, yoga? Fuck no, I don't know. Um, I've probably spent two years too long doing it <laughs> <laughs> to the detriment of my uh, of my ultra marathon running yeah um, no I don't know that's one thing you haven't done eh like actual like super super endurance stuff endurance stuff yeah it doesn't appeal to me I've done, I've done a lot of fitness stuff yeah but yoga didn't appeal to you three years ago yeah I don't know calisthenics and yoga wasn't even on your fucking radar three years ago I've always liked body weight training, but like it's that thing you said, like there's a there's there's definitely de- depths to it. Yeah, our body weight training was doing pull ups and dips, mm. not doing like now you want to do a fucking perfect front lever mm. whilst balancing yoga on your nose. I don't know some other shit. But like even the uh, the other week we started, well you started it first, and then I've been toying with it like juggling. Yeah, that's the perfect example of just like coordination. Yeah, just adding a coordination drill to your training. Whereas like you wouldn't have done that before. Um, I don't know. I like to do shit. Um, yeah, I think those little things are really important. It's like starting to apply those small things, it could seem like nothing. You just have like days where you just do some. Have you seen the thing that me and Lisa do where we get the rope and we balance and walk along the rope? Yeah, like shit like that. Just as a warm up, that's fucking really good. Yeah, yeah. You know, like I try and I think that having skills is like an is is a important aspect of your life and it kind of if your only, sk- your only skill is I can do a really heavy squat it's kind of lame well it isn't you know because I can also kind of juggle I'm not saying that's what, saying that's what your yeah. only skill is it's yeah I can juggle and I learn, I learn how to do a Rubik's Cube and do stupid shit like that yeah. and yeah keeps you you know but, it's I, but, you're, but for you that's like mind training isn't it you're challenging your mind yeah but then your mind controls your body well there's, there's I mean the Rubik's Cube isn't so much uh there's a, there's, a, there's a portion of physicality to it. It's not a physical. Uh, no, it's thing. not a physical thing. Um, but sort of the problem solving and. Uh, but bringing your whole body, yeah, br- bringing that kind of mentality to to a, a, a human movement. Yeah, it could be like a, like I said, like a dance move or yeah. something. Something that's complex that you have to figure out and learn, and then not just learn the process of doing it, but then it's uh, make it aesthetic, yeah. like a dance move, like yeah. ballet or something. It's all very well learning how to do the move. It's then how do you make it look incredible. Yeah. Well, you know, 
doing learning how to do a Rubik's cube for me like was was an analogy. You know, pretty much everything I do is in some way I see it back. The, you know, the thing that defines me, which is jujitsu and grappling, and everything resonates with me on that sort of level. Um, how do you feel about that? You, that statement that you feel that like jujitsu and grappling is what defines you. Yeah, I do because I think like if I'm honest with you, and it sounds ridiculous, and for someone maybe for some people who do grappling, they may understand this, but like do you I feel, feel like do, I, I feel I, like grappling's the purest thing in the entire world. Do, do you feel like it will always define you? Yeah, I do. I feel like I feel, do you feel like, like when you were like a father of three and a husband or even a grandfather. I hope so. It, do you think the grappling would define you? I feel like. Well, or do you think the fact that you were a, the fact that you're a father or the fact that you've done something else? which that you might deem had a greater meaning okay so let's put it this way maybe not not as a definition of myself and if i can't do it anymore then your your mind's not going to be on it as much but like i can't imagine you'll never be able to do jiu-jitsu you're always going to do jiu-jitsu i hope so yeah but like you know i don't know maybe maybe i won't maybe i'll get to a stage where my body can't do that anymore and then i stop giving a fuck about how much i squat and then i realized that i fucked up the last 20 years i think you're talking like maybe think, like 20 years time 30 years time whatever really you think you might be not better in 30 years what, when you I'm, in my mid 50s are you kidding me how was your dad mid 50s and you think he couldn't do jiu-jitsu he can't do jiu-jitsu like i do jiu-jitsu i know i know you can't compete at that level i know i know i'm not but saying you can compete do jiu-jitsu right so, so to, to you jiu-jitsu is not jiu-jitsu unless you can do it no you're doing no it. no no I agree, but my dad didn't train so you like can, I did. So when you, he was what I'm saying is, you can be doing jujitsu until you're de- until you die. I hope so. I hope so. But the way that I see jujitsu is like I see grappling, and, and I don't even want to call it jujitsu because jujitsu is something that humans have created. Yeah, mm. I like see it past mm. that. I'm talking about the pure human body and its movement, and the interaction with another human body's movement on a complete primitive instinctive evolutionary level is one of the most pure if you came things. from your tribe and i came from my tribe and i wanted to fuck you and it's just we like, there, like we, we'd be grappling yeah we you know and we would be striking don't get me wrong but we the majority be, of the stuff that would be going on would be grappling yeah i think that the uh, we wouldn't be marcus of queensbury bitch no exactly i think that uh the submission wrestling no gi grappling would look more similar to two cavemen fighting i imagine than more, a boxing I, match yeah. would I imagine that more cavemen killed other cavemen by like choking them to death, yeah. like snapping their fucking getting arms on top of them and punching their face. But 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 that interaction with the body and the movement of the body with another human body. Mental days. Imagine that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Imagine that. Yeah. Imagine that like it was possible in your day you were gonna just have to beat a man to death. Yeah. Just to that's protect standard. yourself or your family or your food or whatever it is, yeah. And that's just like that's just a day, that's just a day in a life of that's just Tuesday. Yeah, that's just Tuesday. It wouldn't have been Tuesday, but it'd just been that'd have been that day. That'd have been that day. That'd have been when the sun was there <laughs> in the sky. Exactly. If the sun's in the sky, I'm throwing down. <laughs> yeah, that's fucking crazy. That was the way of life. If the if the sun jo- if the sun goes down and the moon comes up at night, motherfuckers are. Do you crawling. so? Do you think people were training back then? Because you knew you had to be physically strong to be able to survive. Uh, no. You don't think so? No. Well, it depends when you're talking. You're talking about a human history that spans 300,000 years. Think, but like, what, do you, what would you class training? Fighting? Fighting your brothers? Uh, so you get better at fighting? So you can well, fight another man? That's when, uh, so you okay. could fight a fucking tiger if you come across it? 
Yeah. Yeah, no. There'd been, been a time when you weren't top of the fucking food chain. Okay, so like when, when bears and lions and stuff wrestle, those cubs wrestle with each other, they're training themselves yeah, yeah, yeah. To, to, yeah. to hunt. So here's an interesting thing. We actually, we have two different types of, um, of, of tickling. Okay. Have I told you this before? Go, go with it. Go with it. Uh, we have two different types of the way that we've, we're ticklish, but everyone just assumes that we're one. They give it that generalized word of tickling. Yes. Uh, you have like the really light tickling. So imagine on your, you know, if you get like a feather on your toes mm. or on your neck or something like that, and it kind of sends a shiver and your body feels a bit weird and you react to that. That is uh, allegedly a instinct for creepy crawlies crawling all over you whilst you're sleeping, shit like that, stuff that's going to hurt you. So a reaction to that. The other tickling is the... Say tickling again. Tickling. Say again. Tick Tickling. Say it 10 times. Tickling, 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 tickling. You say tickling is strange. Tiggling, I'm saying with a G. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Um, maybe conscious about it. Sorry, mate. So, uh, so you've got that one. And then the other one kind of like under the armpits yeah. and around the neck yeah. and, and the back of the legs. Yeah, which and are the all ribs like, and stuff like, like that. the arteries and stuff. Like. They're, all, they're all like vital organs. Yeah. So that is a instinct which is play fighting hmm. play fighting to kill each other so you're trying to protect those areas you're trying to protect those areas you know trying to under, under your from, from, from your armpit down to your lower ribs your neck and the back of your legs all areas where animals could be attacking you from and humans could be hurting you from and attacking your internal organs and so that tickling reaction is, is it's unpleasant but at the same time it's kind of pleasant you know if you tickle someone and they can't do anything about it that's like an, a legitimate torture yeah yeah but at the same time, it's kind of playful and enjoyable at the same time. And kids love tickling each other and they yeah. love getting tickled. You tickle a baby and they're f- pissing themselves laughing. That's yeah. like an inbuilt human reaction to teach us how to fight. Because if, if it was just unpleasant, then you would never would do react. it and you wouldn't be practicing it. Yeah. You know? And, 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 and that, if you're talking about that kind of training, that goes back to pre- homo sapien pre 300,000 years ago because animals that are less evolved than we are were evolved to be less sort of cognitive as we are to think about a concept such as training they still do the same sort of things they're practicing they're, that, that, that's built in like if you put two kids kids in a room and you never tickle them they'll start tickling each other mm. at some point and they won't know why <laughs> they won't know why they're doing it yeah. but they'll do it we'll just start fighting yeah all that like what do, what do, what do kids do they fight all the time yeah. and then they get told off. Right? That's kind of that's kind of fucked up. That's like a we're trying we're trying to mute the that well, like, like three hundred thousand years of evolution. Thing, that's you're that's trying, modern society. You're trying to kill it. Well that will get it will get breeded out. I hope not. Yeah, of course we hope not, but we know, we all know it will. Uh but yeah, you know, <laughs> that goes back to you asking me. We've got way off on a tangent there. Me defining myself as as, as a grappler. I feel like grappling is is such a such a powerful thing that whether I define myself as that or not, I just feel I feel like I'm enlightened by it. Mm. And it may seem that that what I'm saying may sound absolutely ridiculous. It to doesn't. Some that's people, quite interesting. But that's how I feel. Yeah. 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 I feel every single thing that I do, I can Jesus apply. Is your religion? Yeah. A hundred. A hundred percent. Hundred percent. And I've said that. I've said that since I started training, like yeah. fucking years ago. You know that 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 what is religion? Do you, that, does there need to be a god in religion? It's just a belief system, right? That kind of that you define do you really yourself wanna, by. Do you really want to <laughs> record on your podcast about how much you believe that Jiu-Jitsu is your religion? 
Maybe we're getting too far. Off. <laughs> but you know, ev- everything that I do, I can apply in somewhere or another. You know, I like I'll listen to, like I was telling you earlier, I'm listening to this book about critical thinking, yeah. and I'm and I'm thinking, fuck, you can apply this in how you train jujitsu. Oh, you, you can apply any kind of thinking to anything. Exactly, it's idea, isn't it? Yeah. So I'm sure, like someone else will play basketball, and they'll be able to apply everything to basketball. Mm. Or someone will do dancing, and they'll be able to apply everything to mm. dancing. So it's only from my own perspective that I believe that grappling is the fucking existential glue that holds the universe together. Yeah, that basketball is pretty cool. It's not as useful as jiu-jitsu. No. Yeah, I can, you're a smart guy. I can see how you can uh, you can think jiu-jitsu is a religion. <laughs> <laughs> but it is. If you actually if you actually was to define what a religion is by using the example of established religions around the world. Uh, if you didn't, if you didn't say that, you know, uh, Judaism and Christianity and Hinduism and Islam were religions, and you were just a kind of profile all of them, and then you profiled a fucking jujitsu academy, mm. yeah, you wouldn't be able to see any difference. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. And it's the same with any, any club or any sport or anything. I don't know. I mean, I've been involved in lots of sports and clubs and stuff over the years, but jujitsu is different. It's unique. Jiu-Jitsu is very uh, cultish, isn't the word? Right? Well, it sounds, it sounds pe- negative. Pe- well, okay, so people use the word cultish all the time yeah. to describe jujitsu and stuff like, like that. Sounds like a negative thing, but it's not. Yeah, but but why? It's just very. Wh- why why do people say that? No, but I totally get. I okay. agree. I no, think no. it is a cult, but there's like a really there's really negative implications to the word, word cult. Cult, yeah, that's what I mean. So people don't want to call it a cult. Mm. Well, they go. Someone goes, "Oh, you, you know, this gym's just a cult," and everyone goes, "No, no, 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 you've got it all wrong." Well, actually. Yeah, and there's nothing wrong with that, right? Yeah, try just tribe. I don't know if there's a better word for it. Try, wait, well, no. Thing is, people understand what you say, what you mean when you say cult. They just think of it as a negative thing. Yeah, yeah, they do. Um, a cult is just defined as a fairly small religious group. Well, you've established that for you it is. Yeah, especially one which is considered strange, which is de- jiu-jitsu. Yeah. When, when you compare it relative to like standard normal mm. society, it definitely is strange. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure there was a time where if you didn't get together and fight with each other as part of your life, that that would be considered strange. Mm. It's kind of come full circle. It's the other way around now. Um, but yeah, we could go super off topic with all of that. And deep into why people do jiu-jitsu, why it's become so popular. Yeah, that's you know that's like a conversation that I'd like to do with someone who not me, cheers mate. No, you know what I mean. <laughs> you know, so, someone because I think that we come from such a similar place in that yeah. in that regard, and we come from like a real we come from a training place and a doing jujitsu place. I'd be interested to talk about someone who's studied jujitsu uh, as. Well, I think it's like we say. I think for some people, it's just that kind of uh, just a drawback to that. Just that primal. You want to be able to. Physically, like, kind of have a ruck almost. But yeah, like, no, hundred percent. It's not almost. It's exactly. And again, like in a safe th- environment. Th- there's like a negative connotation to mm. saying that you want to have a fight. But that's because society's told. That's just because society's told us that we should fight. You're not going fight. to like an MMA club when you're going to be sp- putting on headgear and gloves and sparring. That'd be having a fight, right? Yeah, it's it is different. It is different, but it, it it's the safest way of having a fight. You get to go hundred percent trying to beat someone up a hundred percent without sending them to the hospital, which is the only sport that you can do that. You can do MMA and semi you can do strike and semi-contact or you can grapple a hundred percent because you have the ability to tap out. 
Um, There's no other sport in the world where you, you know, apart from apart from other grappling sports, which is why I don't. I, I always prefer to say grappling opposed to to say specifically jiu-jitsu because mm. because grap- saying jiu-jitsu implies that I don't think that the same rings true for judo guys and for oh, yeah, wrestlers oh, yeah. and stuff like that, and it's all exactly the same. Yeah. You know, uh, it's just grabbing someone and and manipulating them and moving them and controlling them and putting them into positions that they can't get out of and they have to quit from. It's a powerful skill, isn't it? Yeah. When you're very good at it. Yeah, and I definitely think there are people who have more of a, uh, a, a clinging on more to those genes that make you want to do that than other people. Some people just fucking hate it. And whether that's a nature or a nurture thing, um, whether some some people were potentially born with this desire to continue to do this thing that we probably realistically evolved to do for hundreds of thousands of years but they've do, like, do you feel like from your experience a lot of the people that do jiu-jitsu do they generally like to challenge themselves in other like just in general with the other things do you feel, you're not, they're not usually pretty like meek people for the most part they're not for the most part. But you know what? It's, it's really, really difficult when people try to get me to, if, if someone was to try and get me to analyze the individuals that I associate with through jiu-jitsu. Because mm. the issue is, is that I don't associate with many outside of jiu-jitsu. Yeah, you know, so actually, I don't have much of a baseline. I have, I have a, a, num- a few friends outside of jiu-jitsu and then the majority of human beings that I know train. Mm-hmm. So my perspective of you know, my, my, my popular, yeah, exactly. I live in a jujitsu bubble. So it's hard for me to say, you know, well, I don't, I don't work in an office full of, full of people who are so polar opposites to the people that I roll with. Um, do you think that, that that's really the world? Do you think those people exist? Or do you think that's just what we assume? I don't know. Do you think everyone in the office is just as physical and. <laughs> it's space. Yeah. They just, well, they just like, they like training and they all have a, you know, have a, go to the coffee machine, have a wrestle. No, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. Um, I think that you've probably out of your out of your standard handful of the population, you've got a couple in there that would have the, that would that would just fucking love to do some jujitsu, which is why I think it's so important to try and spread jujitsu. Mm. I think there's people there's there's people out there who have this something inside of them that would make them step into a jujitsu mat and just be like, where the fuck has this been? Because everyone who does jujitsu, probably the majority of people listening to this podcast who love jujitsu at one point didn't do jiu-jitsu mm. and they started it and it changed their life mm. and they fell in love with it and they felt like it would have been something that, that was missing from their life. How many more people out there are walking around right now with that same thing inside of them that what that that, that are a been fu- released. That I, yeah, that I, they are potentially a future jiu-jitsu, uh, you know, completely passionate and madly in love with jiu-jitsu, mm. which is why I think it's so important to, to get out there and try and spread it and for the sport to kind of grow and give people as much opportunity as possible to practice that. You know, pe- pe- people out there should be, you know, get your fucking mates, bring them down to the gym and fuck it. Maybe, maybe nine out of 10 of them don't have that thing inside of them that makes them want to, that throwback to, to a past. If that's a thing, I don't even know if it is, but, but it just seems it makes sense that it is. Uh, maybe one out of 10 have that, but that's another person that you can kind of convert over to the religion. It's starting to get a little bit <laughs> missionary. Like, um, yeah, you're, you're, this is your, this is your um, Scientology pitch. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it is just, you know, you need to expose people to this. 
you need to expose people to this. Well, it's the same thing. I mean, like, like the training stuff we we talked about. We talked about training because it's kind of what we said we were going to sit down and talk about. But I, I personally think, and it's something that I've mentioned to you guys recently, is that like all of this training and this gym culture is is wrong. I think I think that like jiu-jitsu is a perfect example of something you should be doing you should just be living an active yeah, okay. lifestyle yeah. an active life and and the gym and stuff should be supplementary to that sure as opposed to what most people do is they'll have a gym membership like they go to work they do whatever they do with their life and then three times a week they go to the gym yeah so they have three hours out of however, however many hours are in a week where they're doing something physical yeah. and, and they think that those three hours are enough to, are, and, they're, and they're making a difference they are making a difference but like it's not what you think it's going to be you know so like one thing that i know that you've been doing a lot i've been doing a lot more since i got my dog which is walking mm. you know instead well, I, I, I just i've been constantly building activity into my day yeah just constantly adding it in all the time like we've been sitting down here for probably going to be a couple of hours in the end but and like, after you do that we'll go downstairs and move around a bit yeah probably well yeah. I, will, I will but i don't know you sometimes might sit up here and do a bit more work yeah um but then you spend two hours every night rolling around on your back yeah with a bunch of sweaty men yeah because it's your religion <laughs> um yeah i think but i think for the majority of people i mean we don't, i don't really know what people are expecting when they listen to this where they want inst- information on kind of um you know what you should be doing if you're a weekend warrior semi-athlete type person i think or, we probably covered that in the first episode to be honest yeah, with you or like, i mean this is what interests is what interests me at the moment it's just like general health and population and it's it's astounding like I've, I spent a lot of time in hospital recently, and it's just fucking astounding to me how many people were just sick. And I know I ended up in there sick, but it wasn't for like doing anything stupid, yeah, physically or like I don't know. It's difficult to know what the real, real reason was, but it was like basically just there's so many. There's a lot of people that are so sick that was so it would be so easy to heal them just through like just a bit of gentle exercise and learning some basic dietary needs yeah there, there are people that that are very very ill because of their lifestyle there's no need for them to be that ill yeah you know and like which isn't the case in, in your case um it's not and like, and like i'm not this is this is by no means complaining at all is like but like i go into a and e for this certain thing i go into a and e and i'd have to spend 15 hours in a and e till I could get a bed in a ward so I could get like my treatment could be f- moved further along yeah because there were so many sick people in that area that every single bed is taken up yeah and there's a waiting list for beds yeah and it wasn't like the next bed that comes up is mine I'm on a waiting list of about 50 people yeah so we've got to wait for 50 people to clear out of the beds in the wards until I can get a bed like and then how many people? How many people were uh, outpatients? Mm. And how many people just didn't come in? Or how many people died that day? How yeah. many people? Whatever. Like it's mental. Yeah. It's mental. It's what I'm saying about the fucking human race is killing itself. It's like there's such simple fucking things that can be put in place to fix this. But that's another whole podcast. Yeah. Well, it kind of comes down to just a lack of education, isn't it? But like, I, 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 I think that the fitness industry is like isn't helping in the fact that like it's it's not it's not frowned upon that the only activity you do all week work. is you just go to the gym and you do like your leg press and you do fifteen minutes on a treadmill and you do well, I don't know what the fuck people do in commercial gyms, whatever. Um, you know, even even things that are 
kind of do make sense. Like 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 CrossFit, I think is a good modality. I think it's a good thing. Yeah, it gets people off their feet, gets people working hard, gets people to learn new skills and that stuff. But but like the majority of people that do CrossFit, how many times a week do you do it? Like you like you follow people on Instagram, you know some you know CrossFit stuff, but you're following the fucking elite guys. Yeah. You're following the elite level people who who do that as a sport. Yeah, it's a profession. Or the coaches who, yeah. who who know who teach CrossFit, who are good or whatever. Like you follow those people, but how, but like they make their money off of so and so, you know, businessman, yeah, housewife, mother, whatever who comes in and does the classes. How often do they do that? Yeah, once a week, twice a week, three. I don't know. Yeah, like the majority of them I'm sure there's people that do five times a week six times a week more or crazy whatever twice a day um, but what's the majority number yeah even that so it's like that. that's is that the only activity you're doing all week and yeah that's better than that's better than going to your local sports centre and doing whatever the but it's still not what should be happening yeah like you should be like your sp- you should be moving outside preferably in the sunshine for hours a day yeah, you might be fucked in the UK with that well, but that, but that's <laughs> I know what you mean. But that's our, yeah. but that's our, that's our version. That's our version of how much vitamin D we're going to get. Yeah, that's why we don't live in Africa. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's a, it's a, that's a societal issue, isn't it? That we get told that the way but it's just make- kind of regurgitated by this whole Instagram fitness industry. This is what they're pushing. Well, I think like I getting think- the gym and you're going to look healthy and you're going to look good. This is what you should look well, like. I think. I understand what you're saying that, that that it's being perpetuated by the fitness industry that by going to the gym a couple of times a week you're going to look like this or you're going to you know everything's going to be okay if you go to the gym but it's not necessarily that they're peddling the wrong information it's the fact that they're not peddling the entire story that it well, they can't make money off of telling you to go for a walk yeah they can't tell you that actually but then you know the majority of people live a lifestyle where that's not even realistic thing to be able to do most people if you think they just if, if, if you've got most people and made them walk build up to being able to walk an hour to two hours every day yeah but who has two hours every I'm day I'm not saying you've got to walk for two hours yeah but like you total two hours of walking every day okay that shouldn't be that difficult it's still two hours what <sighs> it's still two hours in the day it could be 15 minutes here five minutes there ten minutes here it's been more active. It is like how, but how if how if you added up how much in time, how much activity you do, you'd probably be shocked at how much it is. I mean, you would like you go and you do you just you trains. It's going to be higher than the average, but most people aren't going to. It's going to be a shocking number. Yeah, it's going to be a shocking number of how much total time of activity you do per week. Yeah, but that's the problem that you have with sort of the nine to five mentality, which is. Nine to five, like what happens? What happened from fucking four a.m.? What happens after five o'clock? Well, you know, you choose. I don't you really. Ch- you make I choices. You I make don't, choices. I you don't make choices. know because I've never had a nine to five. But you know, there's people who get up at seven in the morning. They jump on the train. They get into work at eight o'clock. They work until they work through their lunch break sometimes till six o'clock mm-hmm. in the evening. They get a two hour train and they home. Make that they choice, get home. Right? At, they get home at eight thirty and they're fucked. And they made that choice. Well, yeah, everyone's got to make a living, don't they? Well, they made the choice that that was going to be their day. Yeah, but. They've made a choice. Well, they've got a job and that I think most people don't could they, want could to. They, could they leave 20 minutes early and walk to the train station? Could they miss a couple of stops on the tube and walk? Could in their lunch break, could they walk to a, a, a further away Pret-a-Manger and go and get their sandwich? Yeah. Like, it's not difficult. Yeah, but wouldn't it be better if instead the the, pe- the companies that they were working for were realising that actually if you don't work your... 
Yes. If you don't have I your, agree if you don't you. have I, your like, employees uh, sitting down at a desk. My, my whole thing, if I owned a big corporation, would be like, you're in my, you're my employee. This is what I need to do by this deadline. Yeah. As long as you've done it by a deadline, I don't give a fuck if you come to the office. I don't yeah. care what you wear. I don't care what you're doing on a Tuesday at 12 o'clock. If you come at that deadline with that thing that I need, I don't care how you got there. So isn't it more of a systemic problem than an individual problem? Yeah, but I mean, the the, the thing about doing that, I know, I know that I'm is that like, most people all work at the same time. They need to get in touch with each other. That's how industry works. It's not like we can't all just be surfing during the day and then all work to all work at three o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Um. But yeah, you know, we can we can we can ponder about how we could change the entire world <laughs> by changing like the societal norms. But the reality is, yeah, you know, the majority of people, if you train jujitsu three times a week, and I that's think, all well, the exercise that you do, I think health and fitness would, would change the world a lot. Yeah, I know, but uh, this, probably, this this area of the world, the Western world, we're probably not going to be able to alter that from sitting inside the room. Uh, the couple of thousand people who might listen to the podcast, mm. but start uh, somewhere, mate. But yeah, you got to start somewhere. <laughs> you never know. Um, this is your soapbox. There you go. But uh, you know, if you train jujitsu three times a week, that's not, and, and you you train for two hours, you're training six hours a week. It's probably not, more than average. Yeah, it's probably more than average, but it's still not optimal. If you can get out and you can do a no, little bit of walking, no, or if you can, not, it's not. even if you can like stretch, just like hit a squat position when you're in the kitchen, or like move around, well, if you're stretch reading, your arms you're, around. What, you're, you're reading a magazine, or you're sitting on your. Do people even read nowadays? Like, whatever, you can sit in a squat position and do that. Yeah, when you're when you're sitting there watching your TV, like are you just laying there on the sofa doing nothing and probably not particularly good position, or are you? moving your ankles around are you yeah. flexing and unflexing your fingers and seeing like mobilizing your neck and thinking of like that's that's stuff you can do without even getting up yeah and then yeah you could get up and you can do work on your hips and you can work on your knees and your shoulders and your spine and you can do all that stuff like it doesn't it doesn't take up any like you could do that while you're doing something else you can yeah. do that while you're watching tv like you can build the whole thing is to build this stuff build this activity into your day Mm. Like if you can, if you if you can walk there and you're driving there, why are you driving there? Yeah, yeah. No, it's an interesting thing, definitely. I, you know, I try and do that. I try and move around. I try and just go. I feel like if I st- if I you know, I can't stand still, I can't sit down for that long. Without. And if and if that was your base, how hard do you think you'd have to, extra hard you'd have to work in the gym? Yeah, you could probably like do, which is kind of what we're talking about. And if you look at like a lot of the old training textbooks. They're like two or three exercises. They go in there and they just do like squat, high pull, and push-ups. Yeah, but the rest of the day they're like farmers. Yeah, <laughs> they're loading hay, hay bales. Exactly. And you'd, a lot of people would look at that workout now and be like, "It's not enough." Yeah. Well, it's not enough for you, motherfucker. Cause you don't yeah. give a fuck all all week. Yeah. Like, is it, and then it starts to pose the question: Is is there ever enough that you can do in one? in one small window three times a week that's going to make up for not doing anything yeah. the rest of the time that's an interesting question mm. yeah and if you're like your activity was like martial arts and climbing and hiking and swimming and all, you, all those things were just like part of your life yeah you just did those things like you're going to be a much better healthier human being right yeah yeah you might not be able to squat as much you might not be able to bench press as much. You might not be able to post on Instagram and look at how much I log press today. Yeah, but you're going to be a you're going to be a better ninety year old version of yourself. Sure. When you get to that age, you're going to you're going to sacrifice thirty years to be a human <laughs> for ten years. So you're not going to make it, mate. Uh, I don't know. It's a uh, yeah. 
The way this whole kind of thing started was, yeah, yes, it's an interesting shift in my in my uh, perspective on mm. physical culture. Yeah, it is. It is. It's been an interesting year and a half. Um, and I still, like, I, I, I fully want to be able to lift up that fucking heavy Atlas stone again and do all that stuff again. Like but I just coming come to that training with a different perspective. Yeah, but also coming, like, I should be able to lift that stone better because my body's going to be sure will move better and i can get into better positions and i can i can i can control certain aspects of the lift better because i've got a better awareness and understanding and coordination and balance and all the other things i would have been working on yeah um and hopefully i can make it look beautiful like a ballet dancer <laughs> from from the dancing training you've been doing the dance training over there um that's two hours Mate, it's your podcast. We'll call it when you want to call it. I don't want to bore your... Bore your we've talked about some fucking crazy shit, to be honest. Yeah, we got, we, we got out there for a minute. Yeah, we do it. Um, we do that. We do that. There's a couple of secret podcasts that Dan's got here recorded, which, we are, have six, which are definitely too out there for, for him to ever release. Yeah, we have we have about 10 hours of, un, of unreleased uh, recorded footage from me and Andy talking. Just kind of almost experimenting with the podcast stuff, but it gets a bit weird, doesn't it? Yeah. Imagine this podcast, but without any reference to training whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much it. But that's another thing as always, which is quite interesting when you said you want to come and talk about training, is because of everything that's been going on, we, 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 like, we haven't even talked about training for a couple of years. It's kind of been something that's just been off of... Now, we had a good convo in the car yeah. uh, a couple of weeks ago. But... but um, yeah, it's not. It's definitely not as a, a, a an integral part of my life as it used to be. Although it would seem that I've been giving it a lot of thought. <laughs> well, um, I, I think it probably is an integral part of your life, but it's not in the same way. Maybe I'm Tra- that, training. Training isn't what it was for you in, well, in what you in what you defined it as. May, maybe I, it, for me, I've had to adjust it to fit my current. Yeah. Um, your definition of training has the change. The, the, or has changed. The 2017 version of Andrew Marshall has had, yeah. to, has had to adjust his training. Um, and, and yeah, I think that may, maybe that mindset would be useful for other people. Mm. Mm. Um, yeah, man. You got anything else? What did you think about uh, Nganu knocking Alice Rovery? Terrifying. Are you on the bandwagon? Yeah. Are you? Yeah. You think he's going to smash Stipe? Yeah. Uh, if if Stipe can get out the first round, he'll beat him. But I don't think he will. I don't know. I don't know if I'm on the hype train yet. Hype train yet. Really? <sighs> I'm a big fan of Obreem, as you know. Yeah. But he's chinny. Oh, he's, he's the very most chinny. chinny. He's very chinny. But I, I genuinely believe that that punch would have knocked out a horse. <laughs> Straight up. And it would have knocked that horse's head as far backwards as mm. it knocked over him. I think Stipe is underrated. Probably. I think Stipe's a better fighter than Ngannou. Because he's such a, just an ordinary dude. Yeah. He's not like one of these super athletes. He's not a John Jones yeah. or a Cormier or uh, Demetrius Johnson. or And he's not as big and brash as McGregor. Like he's, he's not a, even a Tyrone Woodley. Who are the other champions? Um, uh, Holloway. Like Holloway's pretty brash. He's, like, he's just like... He's a he's a fireman. He's a regular old dude. He's, a, yeah. he's got a job as a fireman. Yeah. He's just a guy who's a big. You can't you can't talk through your hand. Yeah. I'm just making <laughs> it the right the right distance. He's just a, he's just a, probably a big ass fucking guy who can fucking fight, and he's game, and he's just been just knocking out some of the fucking world's murderers. Yeah. Um. 
I hope the uh, Miocic wins, but it will it will be interesting. Um, Regardless, yeah. Do you know who I'm a big fan of at the moment? Go or on. Recent, just in recent years, is the Doom. Yeah. Uh, that motherfucker. That's that guy. That's a. That's what he's like. Legit, one of the best martial artists of all time. Yeah. Yeah, he's it's good. So hard to argue that. What point. was his What was his last match? Um, he's he's fighting a couple of up and comers, but the only the most he, he lost to um, Stipe and he lost a very very close decision to uh, Overy. Yeah. But outside of that, he's just been fucking killing everybody. Yeah. Um, plus, you can appreciate the level of his jiu-jitsu. Yeah, he was, you know, he's... A, like elite level against elite people. Yeah. Um, and he can and he can stand and strike with, like, some of the best MMA strikers on the planet. And knock them out. He knocked out Mark Hunt, didn't he? He definitely dropped Mark Hunt with a flying knee. Mm-hmm. Whether you finish here or not, I can't remember. This is this is. I'm pretty sure last time we recorded, my uh, my mic fell off. I don't even understand the physics of how my mic can fall off of the stand. Um, yeah, it's very hard to argue that over. Um, sorry, for Doom isn't one of the greatest martial artists to ever walk the planet. Yeah, he's definitely legit as fuck. Uh, but you know where's. Who's he fighting next? Um, I probably, What's next for him? Um, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, the heavyweight division is kind of full of dinosaurs. Yeah. He's fought everyone, but he's fighting all the up-and-coming guys. He's probably not going to get this Tipe fight, is he, because of um, Ngannou? Yeah, he's definitely got it next. Um, That's probably who they're giving. If Ngannou loses to uh, Miocek... You've got a returning Kane maybe at some point. Would be interesting because he beat Kane in Mexico City because of the well, not because of the altitude, but like uh, that was a was, factor. Yeah. Kane, the greatest heavyweight of all time, who never made it because yeah. his shitty training just fucked him up. Well, it's that whole thing where it might even be his training. It might have been his mentality. It goes too hard. Of just that, like, just that savage. Let's go. That's what, like, which is what you need. What you need. What you need because to be Cain Velasquez is yeah. that mentality. Yeah. But also, the downfall of that is that you have that mentality. Yeah. Double-edged sword. Mm. It's true. But do you know what would be quite interesting? Would be like if they just didn't train as much and they just let these, just let that fucking massive savage Mexican guy just fight the fucking best big Brazilian guy. Yeah. Like the training's got. It's become a hindrance almost. Sure. That's kind of what we're talking about today, mm-hmm. isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I understand, I understand the skill training. I understand the, the, the art of becoming a better fighter. Um, and along along with that comes a certain amount of physical training. Yeah. Depends on where he's getting injured, though. If he's getting injured in... He's fucking his back up, isn't he? Yeah, but where is it? Is he doing it in the gym? Or is he I watched doing, a video is he doing, he's doing, doing like super heavy, super heavy kettlebell swings. Yeah, I've seen that. Bad, terrible, terrible bad. kettlebell yeah. swings. So, so is that is that where he's injuring himself? Because then in that case, it's preventable, isn't it? Yeah. Um, it's like the whole it's like the whole John Jones thing. John Jones needs that needs that needs to be a fucking crazy person yeah. to be John Jones. Yeah. Like yeah. the, whatever that self sabotage thing that he's got going on, like he wouldn't be John Jones without that. That's what fucking drives him. He's fucking, he's mental. He's like, like to to be to be that kind of person. 
Like, yeah, he's a lunatic. Like John, um, Joe Rogan always uses the example when he's talking about John, John Jones. Is he, he got his title fight when he was whatever, 19. Yeah. And he opened the title fight against Shogun Hua, the legend, the yeah. pride legend Shogun Hua. He just ran out and threw a flying fly, fly knee. That's a straight up fucking lunatic, isn't it? Yeah. Who does that? Yeah. Um, but that's what he needs. That's what he needs to be him. He needs that fucking craziness inside him. Yeah, you don't get to that level took, yeah, if you're if, safe. If you take that away, take that away. Who is he? He's no longer the unstoppable force. What's going What's going on with Jones? I don't know. It's, he, a, it's, a, it's a powerful thing, which is something, again, we could take back and carry on talking for another two hours about like mental strength and, mentali- and mentality towards things whether it be training or competing or just life or fighting or whatever it is that you're passionate about like that's what these what, elite what is people it? drives it drives it's like them a, it's like a not giving a fuck about anything sort of mentality it's it'd be interesting it's interesting they're, they're still in their career they're still like in their prime it's people like michael jordan people like that who were like you know undeniable greats but are now well past their prime retired and yeah. it's like they'd be the interesting people to talk to yeah about their mentality because they're more experienced in the, the full the every phase of a career of an athletics career yeah someone who's performed at that highest level um i think if you ask john jones now what the fuck's going on with you and then ask him again in 20 years he'd just be like I like, I like to party and you get a different answer mm. no i found that i found the revelation with jones that he that he wanted uh, a backup excuse for his own ego mm. if he lost. That's why he would go out and party. But then he never did. Never lost. Never lost. Never lost. But it's just that he, he, like, he needed it. That self doubt. He wanted. He, he wanted. Needed, so he's got an escape. It wasn't even that he wanted uh, an excuse for the outside world. He wanted an excuse for his own ego. Yeah. He wanted to tell. He couldn't handle. No, the only reason that he beat me is because I was fucking high ten days. I was blackout drunk a week ago. Yeah. And, and 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 that scapegoat gave him the confidence to do supposedly, whatever he wanted supposedly to do. Like before his last fight with Cormier, ten days before it was his birthday. Yeah. So chances are he was probably out party. Yeah. Yeah. Everything's gone quiet with Jones. I know that well, obviously, the, it, like at the moment, all publicity is bad publicity. Um, he's not really because everyone's just you were just in shock, aren't you? When you heard it again, you were just like, "What the?" F- Fuck. Well, he got done for gear. Yeah, again, three to third time. That that's five years, I believe. Well, is it not, is it not, I think the, I think the, um, the it doubles every time. So, so four ba- years. So if he, well, I think he got banned for a year, didn't he? So he's is it a year at, or so two years? At, no, he got banned for a year. So he's looking at a two-year ban. What was the first year? What was the first one then? The first punishment. Um, he didn't get done for juice three times. He got done for the coke. He got you know he got he got done for the dick pills. But then they overturned that? Well, no, it was the... But that was the excuse. It was a dick pills, but he got a year. But then the cocaine that he didn't get sentenced for because it was out of competition. I'm not sure. Um, so I think he's only been officially banned for a year. So this... If this all goes through, he'll get a two-year ban. Hmm. Uh, and how old is he? 28, 20-something? Late 20s? Yeah, he might be 30 or something. So he can still come back in his prime. 31. Yeah. If he keeps training. Yeah. It's pretty terrifying, isn't it? Mm. But then he could be one of those people that's peaked, peaked early. 
Man, he looked good against uh, Kome. He did look good against Kome. Oh, well, Kome looked good against him as well. Kome did look good against him. But, oh, but, do you know what? Kome is so fucking good. Yeah, he is. He's frustrating, the, isn't he? He's it? the best in the world. So, uh, imagine, imagine how it feels to be Kome. To be the second best. You're you're so good. You know, he know, and he knows he's good. There's what? There's only one person on earth that's stopping you from being the greatest. That, like, heavy that of motherfucker. Time. He's a fucking bear. He's yeah. a legit bear. Yeah. I still like, remember watching him fucking, pick up and imagine throw down fighting him. that motherfucker. Imagine grappling that fucker. Yeah. That's a fucking bear. He might, and what do, what do you think he weighs in the, when he's fighting on the day? Two forty. Yeah, two thirty, two forty. Fucking hell. Um, fuck that motherfucker coming at you. Yeah. Um. And then there's John Jones, who can just like throw him around much, like he's nothing. Pretty much dispatched him as as he wanted. Out grapple him. And knock him yeah, out. it wasn't. Neither of the fights were easy fights, but John Jones was clearly much better than him. I don't know, man. I think they weren't hard fights. Hmm. They weren't hard fights. They might have been hard fights for John Jones, but they weren't hard fights for humans. Well, were they hard fights if you compare them to the Gustafsson fight? No, that was a hard fight. That was a hard fight. That was the only hard fight he had. And that and the Ovin St. Peru one wasn't his best performance. Um do you think that uh Gustafsson could do that to him again? Or do you think Where's he been? Or do you think do you think that was the best Gustafsson? That was the best Gustafsson against the worst see? John Jones. Not against the worst John Jones, just against the John Jones that could be better. Yeah. Um but I like Gustafsson. He looked good against Glover. Was that his last outing? That was a while ago. I don't know. He does seem pretty quiet, doesn't he? I thought he announced his retirement. Mm, I'm not sure. MMA's getting interesting again. The last two UFCs have been really good. It's been really getting interesting. They just they've just got now got a one fifteen women's champion. Yeah, one one twenty five. One twenty five. So what was it? Because someone said this is uh, Thug Rose is one fifteen. Yeah, and then Amanda Nunes is one thirty five. Yeah, and so like, and there's a 145. One, one, no, it's one thirty five, which is what like Ronda out. So it's like that's uh, Amanda Nunes. Yeah, and then there's one forty five, which is, which cyborg. is cyborg. And now they've added the one twenty five in between. Yeah, interesting. So I don't know how big Yuan um, and Jatek is, but she could She'll t- go up. She could potentially move up now. Yeah, hundred percent, and probably do pretty well in that division. Yeah, it's a very weak division by the looks of things. So far, needs um, some time to thicken up. What kind of champion is she? Did she want to come back and fight Rose again? Yeah. I imagine so. How do you think that goes? Um, it's easy, really it's, it's all good? easy in hindsight, but the, uh, when the fight was like about to happen, I was thinking that um, Joanna's been in a lot of wars, and you can't, like you, just from what just from watching so many fights, just yeah. from, I've watched so many fights. Like I'm a big MMA fan. Like you, you, you know, and you learn that like these guys, these these champions, and all these great fighters, that you can't you can't take a lot of them. You can't have a lot of those. Um, look at Robbie Lawler. Yeah, you know. Probably one of my favourite fighters of all time. Yeah, like whatever. Two years ago was a fucking unstoppable monster. Yeah, he just had too many battles. Just but like that style of fighting, you just can't sustain. Is that gay check's not going to last. Yeah, I rate him. Though. I think he's good. Yeah, he will. But he'll he'll be he'll never be a champ because he's not he's not stra- well, he's I, not I tactical enough. Well, how how I mean how how far can that brawling style take you? Yeah. Can take you into the top five, but can it? Can it? Can you? Can it? Can you beat the elite level guys with that? It would take you into the top five and leave you there long enough to make a bit of cash before you, you become yeah, too can chinny. You, can you beat? Can you beat the elite level guys like that? It's no. not like back in the day that was you know that Chuck Liddell those days that was awesome and fucking love Chuck, but like that style you can't use that style anymore. It doesn't fly anymore. 
Um, and you and you saw you saw it with like Liddell got overtook by even like ramp, Rampages and Rashad Evans, and those guys are weren't so, top tier. And they, but well, there it was just a, it was just an evolution of the sport. Yeah. You know, they started to bring in like much more athletic guys that could kind of learn the same skills that Chuck had. It was just, you know, yeah. a, a mildly athletic guy who was a fucking tough-ass guy who could fight. You know, you suddenly start to teach athletes how to fight. And then it's obviously it's gone even further than that. You know, those guys have been left behind as well because they were kind of had, you know, Rashad Evans was, was a, essentially a wrestler who learned to box. Whereas yeah. now, you get, you know, now you're starting to see the people come through, the Holloways and the John Joneses and these people who have just been training MMA. They're just, they're just MMA fighters. Yeah, MMA fighters, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know the, the days of the Michael Bispings and the George Saint Pierre's and the Anderson Silvers—they're—they're they're, they're dying out. Yeah, because it's the it's those people that came in from a specialised thing and were always going to be you know you know these guys the English guys are always going to be much better strikers than they are wrestlers or you know American, American guys are always going to be better wrestlers. Brazilian than, guys are going to be grapplers. Yeah, Brazilian yeah. guys are going to be grapplers and like Thai boxers or whatever. Like it's that that kind of that's not going to be the case anymore. Everybody's. Everybody can do everything yeah. really well, yeah. which is why you're going to start to see. I reckon you're going to start to see the a lot of the other countries come up. Like the Russians are all coming. You're going to probably start to see a lot of the Asian yeah. um, athletes coming up. I would have thought. Interesting, interesting times in MMA to come. Interesting, but then you and then, but then also like the it's the it, it's also the attracting the athlete. Like look at that fucking Ngannou guy. Yeah. Supposedly he was like four years ago, he was homeless. They just yeah. found him. He just found him. He was homeless. He's just a fucking f- absolute freak athlete. Yeah, he's like an Anthony Joshua. Yeah, and they just like taught him how to do some MMA, and they stuck him in a cage with another man. And he's just knocking the heads. And he's into just fucking because he's just a fucking superior athlete. Just taking their souls. Um, but how many of those people would rather do? <sighs> American football yeah where they can make millions and millions of dollars in, in a couple of years like those people those those athletes those people who have that capability how many of them want to fight mm. not, a, not, a, not a huge amount well you know guys like guys like Conor McGregor who's making money faster than any NFL player you know no yeah. NFL player would have made the amount of money that Conor did last year this I year know, I don't know I, I highly doubt it uh, the, the sort of Conor McGregor and the rise of that is going to make people go holy shit there is money how, in the sport how, but how many of those do you think there's going to be almost none yeah. if, they're, if they're you know and, and, and you kind of say that every time you said that with a Chuck Liddell and then you said that again with Ronda Rousey and there's always and there's always one yeah, Ronda was big wasn't it Ronda was massive Ronda was showing up in movies and she was on think Ellen of, think, and, think of how many people um, Ronda brought to the sport how many fans now? Yeah. How many how many people are fans now who are brought to sport by Ronda Rousey? Yeah. Who like when GSP came back, don't even know who GSP is because yeah. he's pre Ronda Rousey. Yeah. A lot. A lot of people. Yeah. And you say the same about Connor. Connor's yeah. bigger Connor's bigger now than Ronda ever was. Yeah. How many people how many people who were brought to the sport through Connor know have seen like BJ Penn's career? Yeah. You know how many? How many? How many of them saw Sap versus Nogueira? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it is weird to like talk about guys that you know talk about it's, people. It's, it's a good thing. It's like the sport. The sport that we like is just progressed. Is just progressed. We're, it's the same thing. Like you talk about training and the way you used to be. It's like, like you've got that nostalgic look back on the stuff that we liked. Yeah, but in reality, the sport's come so far. Um, 
that it's a fucking mainstream thing you can say to anybody like if you could say to people before, like five years ago have you ever seen a MMA fight would you know what MMA is like there's not a, a whole bunch of people nowadays who would say no mm. no it's true it's true so, I mean, just making martial arts as mainstream as that is pretty impressive mm. it's crazy when you think about what it all started out as isn't it it's, it's basically a marketing ploy for the Gracies <laughs> yeah yeah mm. it's kind of just changed changed martial arts forever something that was around already for, has something that was around for thousands and thousands of years before that yeah like changed in 1993 and it's now only 2007 fuck all yeah there you go something to leave you on yeah <laughs> uh, Andy good chatting mate you need Always. to tell me you need to tell me about this program now <laughs> Everyone's gonna. I'm gonna get hate mail. People asking me to tell tell, tell them what the program is. Well, basically, we've been alluded to the entire We're trying. We're trying it, and then I might be. I'm gonna start doing like an online training and group with it. People are gonna ask me, and you know, I'm gonna tell them the truth, which is I have no idea what he's talking about. <laughs> uh, that's it. Thanks for coming on, mate. Thank you very much. We'll do it again soon. Layers. Cool. That is all, guys. As always, you can catch this podcast on SoundCloud, on iTunes, or on Stitcher. If you are on iTunes, feel free to go and leave a nice review for me. Um, but yeah, if you want to contact me, you can find me on Facebook, you can find me on Instagram, or on Twitter at raspberry underscore ape, or you can send me an email at podcast at raspberryape.com. That is it, and I will catch you guys next time. Take it easy. <laughs>